two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. Welcome back to the Two Wizards Podcast. My name is Mark and I am a wizard. And I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard. And we have a very special guest tonight. Who's this in our wizard's tower? Yes, uh, kind, kind, kind stranger. Who, who, who are you that happens to be here with uh, me and Mark? Uh, my name is uh, Featherbottom, <laughs> the warlock. Featherbottom, we we told you not to come around here no more, man. We we we've been through yeah, this. Get out of here, get, get nerd. Out. I, I do believe you owe me some cookies for some work that I did for you, good sir. I asked you to paint my bone tower, and you did a slapdash job of painting my bone tower, so you get no cookies, warlock. Well, those cookies were lousy. Paint my tower. <laughs> Give me my cookies. Never! Hey, everybody. You may know me. I'm Johnny. I'm from Dang Old Podcast, here uh, uh, making That's a right. <laughs> That's right. It's the crossover that you've all been waiting for. Uh, Two Wizards podcast, Dangle podcast, all of uh, House High Hammock under one non-Euclidean Wizards Tower roof. We're doing, we're doing it. Yes, we're, we're all here. And oh man, this is great. This is amazing. Yes, it is. This is the what would you call this? Either the the Two Wizards like I guess this would be the Dangle podcast invasion of the Two Wizards. Like, you know, when Monday night would invade SmackDown? I'm not sure. Or maybe two wizards are invading Dangle Podcast. I don't know, but... (laughs) Does that mean I get to be Nitro? Because I really don't want to be Raw. (laughs) Yes, you can be Eric Bischoff. Thank you. (laughs) Well, and the other thing, too, is... Yeah, I've also heard tell that, you know, there's all these circumstances where it's like uh, two, two wizards enter the ring, but only one leaves... But Mark and I have been building this two, like, we've clearly demonstrated, like, no, it's okay. Like, you don't have to do a wizard's battle each and every time. <laughs> but you throw in a third. I, I mean, like, the, the uh, um, uh, uh, Elder Scrolls loose robes that we kind of um, uh, piloted with my older brother, Jake, like, that, that seemed to be pretty good. So we're going to try this even more. Yeah. Uh, with, the, with the use of technology, because all three of us are recording and talking at the same time. Uh, from our respective locations. So that's also a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's magic. So on, on magic, theme with this, you uh, would you guys say that we're opening the forbidden door into Dangle Podcast? I imagine we could be. Yeah. You you right. might even say that that we're that we're um uh erecting a ladder and there's some sort of like prize at the top of this ladder and we're all, you know, trying to climb this ladder and ah. see who can make it to the top. But, but like, it can't be just one of us because, you know, there only one person can take. So maybe sometimes you got to grab the dude off the ladder and give him a, give him a pile driver. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a pile driver off a ladder. I haven't seen that in ages. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, like 20 years now. <laughs> Everybody that does that has just got the brain damage. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, yeah, kids 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 these days and they're oh no, we can't have people bleeding anymore cuz thanks Obama. Um <laughs> thanks Obama. <yeah>, <laughs> oh. oh, oh, oh. 
like some Benoit. <laughs> but yes, this is it. This is the the dang old three wizards the podcast. Maybe that's what we're calling it too. Where we can we'll we'll mash them all together. The the worldwide wizard dang old podcast federation federation. The, I I don't even know. I forgot what you said. (laughs) Yeah, I I forgot too. I'm just giddy. And I know I've said that before. I've been on record being giddy in other episodes, but uh, golly, I just am. I just, I guess we're, I guess we should start this the way that we always do. Gentlemen, what is in your wizard's tankards tonight? Well, and, 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 and I will defer to Johnny since he's joining us for, for the first time. Uh, here, what what are you drinking there, Cuz? Uh, why, why, thank you. Um, so it's uh, affectionately called Liquid Death. I, I believe I sent a picture of this to Mark. Uh, I have a mixture here of peach juice, Sprite, and uh, way more than about three shots worth of uh, white rum. So it is fantastic, and we're going to see if I can get done with it before we even take our first break. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, it's that that does sound amazing, and uh, again, maybe call it that second cousin once removed ESP or something. I <laughs> yes. don't have that exact thing. I yes. don't have that exact thing, but it's funny that you mentioned Peach. Um, so my Mrs. Wizard, she she bought these, I think, more for herself, and ended up not really liking them. So I'm doing my husband's duties and drinking <laughs> the alcohol she doesn't like. Um, All right, but I have. And and also a callback when Mark and I had well when Mark was on the uh, hard seltzer kick. Oh yeah, I have I have a Vizzy peach lemonade. Ooh, those so, are really good. Those are super yeah. good. Yeah, Pe- peaches. You know, I'm excited because she bought the little because because we're also both we're like okay, you know, summer's coming around, beach season, all that. Maybe we could. We, we were taking inspiration from Mark's. Uh, um, uh, discipline going into his Hawaiian vacation and you know trying to cut off on so we, we tried these busy things and she just did not like them but I'll say just slide them over here baby <laughs> so that is what I have in my wizard's tanker I gotta ask are you gonna like turn it into Mark Jones rocket fuel and throw some vodka in that bad Larry or podcast <laughs> fuel not you rocket know, fuel it's the podcast fuel patent pending yeah, yeah I think uh, well I still have a little bit of gin left over so that could be Ooh. That could be an interesting combination too, but so yeah, we'll we'll also see how squirrely we get after the break. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I feel like I let you guys down. I'm just drinking a Coors Original. We're given our subject matter. Oh, I was trying okay. to channel like a feeling of your, and I'll be goddamned if I put like <laughs> natty ice in my body. But Coors, I think, is an acceptable like. Middle I'm ground. really sad yeah. it's not Broken Skull IPA, man. That's a, that's what you need to have done after last night. Do you know where I live? I, I do. You just gotta make a trip. You get you you figure it out. Okay, I'll just make the schlep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, here it is, gentlemen. Uh, here here is on the both of you. Cheers, boys. Cheers to that. Oh, of course, it's gonna be a poopy kind of morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's it. and again, you know, it's it's what's on the label, which is fine. But yeah, she was she was just saying like, this is still too sweet for me. I was like, okay, that's okay, baby. I'll just I'll just guzzle those down. 
You're a good man. How's your uh, How's yours, John? Uh, it's fantastic. It is uh, almost tropical, but not quite. And I come from a place that has mm. probably, argu- arguably, the best peaches in the entire world, um, which is the western slope oh. of Colorado. You know, you can't get Palisade That's peaches true. anywhere else. So yeah. this is kind of scratching that itch that I'm not going to actually get this year because I'm going to be moving before the peaches are ready. Oh, buddy. <laughs> That's right. That's okay. That's right, yeah. I will violate international law and s- send you some. <laughs> I, you're going to have to spend like $300 to airmail it so they don't go bad. It's fine. I'm a produce <laughs> wizard. I have tricks. I know what's up. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, Mark has his, has his uh, produce mancy. Yes. And yeah, he can, he can just magic. <laughs> okay, wouldn't that be awesome, though? Just like totally screw with people. You walk, you know, like just random dude walks into his house and it's full of corn. <laughs> He's like, yes. how the hell? What? It's just oh, fuck produce up with wizards this cabbage. cackling. What's going on? <laughs> Every time I go to shower, I think I'm grabbing my loofah, and all of a sudden, it's a freaking avocado. I just... It'd be the best way to screw with somebody. I love it. Tiny avocados in yeah. their shampoo. They go to dump it out. This shit's green. It's avocado. Oh, it's avocados! <laughs> well, because I was just seeing, right? Like, like uh, uh, I thought I read somewhere that... Um, yeah, all of us millennial types with our avocado toast are really going to be hurting because, like, they're like great. They're going to get get crazy expensive now. I don't know if that's come across any of the produce wizard channels, Mark. Or, yeah, because we quit dealing know. with Mexico because we said until you get your cartel shit figured out, we're not going to back you and we're going to stop importing from you. Uh, and mm. so, yeah, that's why your avocados are going up in price. So if there was ever a time to be able to magic fruits and vegetables a- across the world, God damn it, we need it now. Yes, we do. Oh my God, it's avocado off the top rope. <laughs> Bok choy coming out of nowhere. <laughs> my God, the coleslaw slap. He took his head clean off. <laughs> All right, what the hell are we talking about tonight, guys? If we yes. if we couldn't already tell by, you know, the, the title card and, and everything else, yep. what the hell are we talking about tonight? We are talking about really real wrestling. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the regular show reference here, because I was literally gonna say, <laughs> really real wrestling. Really real wrestling. Really real wrestling. <laughs> I think uh, Mark, I think you want us to put the hurt on you. Oh, I think he. I think he does want us. To I put really the hurt think on him. he wants us to put the hurt on him. <laughs> I mean, regular show opens up the very first scene in regular show is yeah, Mordecai and Rigby wrestling with, with what is like clearly like a part Stretch Armstrong, part Hulk Hogan doll. Yes, and it's awesome. Like I was sold. I I saw that as like giddy up. I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, really, really real wrestling. Yeah, very much really real wrestling. Cause, cause all three of us. I, I mean, and again, funnily enough, I see this pattern getting repeated here for Skyrim and Elder Scrolls. <laughs> I, I probably have the least. I, I will probably be able to contribute the least to this conversation, but it won't be zero. I can, I, I can contribute some things. But yeah, Mark and Johnny, I know you both. Uh, and, 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 and yeah, and so we are. We're just gonna get together and tag team uh do do some do something like that talk about our favorite wrestlers talk about growing up talk about maybe in an alternate dimension if we were wrestlers what our like profiles would be like yeah. and, and and it's gonna be great it's gonna be yeah. great 
It's well, you know, and I wanted to do this episode, Josh. Uh, last week we did our real fake cryptids, and what is more mm-hmm. real but also more fake than professional wrestling? I can't think of anything. <laughs> it's true. Right? Yeah. It it is, it is thematic, to I, I believe what we're gonna do for yeah all of this month the the realest of real and the fakest of fake but still kind of real stuff. <laughs> so, I uh, so so yeah. I guess well, I guess just sort of to that. Uh, and what, how, how did the both of you come into wrestling? What were some of the first, first memories you had? Have you been to any live shows? Who were some of your, what, what, your, your, your go-to favorites? How did you enter this world of really real wrestling? So I grew up in the, the golden era of the Attitude Era. Uh, I was a little too young for Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, even most of Bret the Hitman Hart, but I grew up in the era of uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Stone Cold Steve Austin and Ruthless Aggression, as one Vincent Kennedy McMahon would call it. Uh, so, I, I mean, some of my <laughs> earliest memories are my sister dated a guy in high school that was obsessed with Austin 316. Like, he loved Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. He shaved his head just like him. And this guy, he was super cool. Like, he didn't mind hanging out with this kid that was six years younger than my sister so it was like well cool like you've never treated me weird so i always had like like really good weird nostalgia memories especially regarding stone cold steve austin um and then i definitely fell away for a very long time because i never habitually Mm -hmm. watched that until i met this really cool cat in college named mark and mark (laughs) is the one who got me back into it and uh over the process of probably four years I my my knowledge of wrestling expanded and it has like just broken into this beautiful mosaic of of love and heartache and anguish and frustration and all this nonsense and stuff. Um, and I'm still watching it today. So yeah, yeah, right on. How about you, Josh? Yeah, maybe I'll be like the weakest link, and then we can end on a strong okay. note. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I. <clears throat> so I I did I did hit just the tail end maybe maybe even a little more of the tail end but yeah I was definitely Hulk Hogan um a, a little bit of Andre the Giant um Iron Sheik all that so yeah you can imagine like just perpetual motion 4-year-old that I am or <laughs> th- that I was uh yeah just like running around the house screaming constantly wrestling everything wrestling my brother <laughs> wrestling like a chair i was so excited i was so into all that just leg dropping everything. um yeah just leg drop like climbing on the sofa and and again just like with regular show like i had oh my god this is amazing i did, never did i think i would divulge the story uh but i had a stuffed animal fairly decent size maybe like i don't know two or two feet two and a half feet okay maybe upwards of three feet of of Littlefoot the dinosaur okay. from the Land Before Time, and you better believe that was my like beef burrito. And I wrestled this; I was putting that thing in headlocks, that swing it around my head and throw it at the wall. You better believe that was my wrestling buddy, and I yeah. loved it. <laughs> uh, and then, kind of like, and, and, and so this was all in California when I was growing up. When I was growing up, um, and then yeah, uh, my family moved. Uh, to Colorado when I was five, and and kind of the echo uh, Johnny there, like I kind I I didn't keep up with it when I was there. 
you know, just like doing the whole school thing, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but then come middle school, like sixth grade, seventh grade, again, just like, I don't know if it was some of my friend group went this way. And so I just tagged along. Um, but then, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, here's The Rock. Here's here's Goldberg. Here's here's Steve Austin. And so I did for like a year and a half in middle school. I got back into it and I was like, yeah, watching the matches and uh, on, on, on TV, at least. And then, yeah, got out of it kind of quickly again afterwards. And then, yeah, have next to no current knowledge of who or what. But I do fondly remember every so often in those golden halcyon years of the early 2000s. Uh, yeah, getting a call from Mark or, or, or someone's like, hey, we got a pay-per-view. Come over here. We have pizza and beer. And like, I just, I just hang out, just hang out with the guys and watch wrestling. And then have like Matt Adams and Mark like presenting the lore for me. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. ah, yes, yes, good. Um, and I'm sure that's a topic that we will return to. Um, but I don't want to, I, I don't want to miss who is probably, yeah, like our guru here. So, <laughs> so Mark, tell us your kind of entrance into the world. Yeah, and the 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 universe even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my first time or like the first wrestling I remember, um, it was like one of the f- like five positive <laughs> memories I have with my dad. We watched a Bret Hart Hulk Hogan match, oh, and it was awesome. just some throwaway wow. match. But like, I was enraptured. I love I love Bret Hart at like three years old, and like my dad encouraged <laughs> this love because I guess he liked him too. And then like, mm. um, he took off when I was like six. So like. Wrestling became so also, you know, it was the 90s and 2020 told our parents that we were going to, you know, powerbomb each other off the top rope, which was, you know, the roof <laughs> of your house. So, like, <laughs> wrestling was really poo-pooed in our house. It was like, you don't watch that shit. It's trash TV. Don't do it. But then when I was in high school mm-hmm. out on the Eastern Plains, like, we had three channels of television. And one of the channels that came in was the one that broadcast uh, SmackDown. So every, like, Friday, i just start watching that oh, shit. And it was, like, the Brock Lesnar days when he was, you know, throwing Zach Gowan down flights of stairs. And, like, <laughs> it just act- it reactivated this love in me. And I, like, I followed it religiously. When I was in high school, I was going to go to the Playboy Buddy Rose School. And then I got a scholarship mm-hmm. to do theater. And my mom's like, I'll pay for the school if you do theater. And I'm like, whatever. And then all through theater, or all through college, like, uh, we've already, like, mentioned Matt and Ben. But yeah, they were the ones that like were like, you like wrestling? I love wrestling. Oh, good. Come, come with us. Come watch all these tapes. Like so many nights with especially Matt just watching old ECW bootleg shit on his VCR tapes. (laughs) And it was great. And I loved it. And we were lucky enough. We kind of always had a roommate between the three of us. I feel like we were always connected to somebody with money tangentially. So like they could pony up the money for SummerSlam or we could kick him 10 bucks and we would get it together. And it was like, it was a very formative time. It was when I made some of the best friends of my life. And I love, I loved wrestling. Like for, for a while there, most of my paychecks, like from work study would go straight to buying wrestling DVDs. It was, yeah, I was all about it. And then I kind of stopped watching after all my friends moved away and wrestling became dumb because they had like, you know, guest referees and it's, yeah. It just changed. The the animal changed, and they started marketing to 10-year-olds. And you can't see, you know, roided-out freaks of nature anymore because it's just you're sick of seeing them. And it's like, why is John Cena, a 54-year-old man, getting put over for the 23rd time? <laughs> I will die on the hill. Hey, 
15-time champion John Cena. You got to call him out, please. You're right. I'm sorry. 15 times is a completely appropriate time to be the goddamn champion of the world. That's not at all dredging the bottom of the fucking barrel, Vince. John Cena's the fucking Tim Tebow professional wrestling. I know he's a great dude, but I can't stand him. He's also mm, a subpar athlete yeah. as far as I'm concerned. There, I said it. But, yeah. <laughs> I hope that wasn't too long of an explanation, guys. No, but no, I don't know how no. long I can, I can stand you bad-mouthing Big Match John. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I I am, I'm trying to get a rise here. out of you. Can you tell? <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. You're not coming to me with, like, but, what are you but, talking about? William Regal deserves a 15-time championship. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, I also think it's no coincidence that the three of us are, yeah, like theater dudes, but then also had this like just deep love and appreciation of wrestling. And there is, of course, I, I feel that, yeah, like this, all, this absolutely has to be said, but the, but the classic um, South Park season 13, episode 10, uh, WTF for the Wrestling Takedown Federation, <laughs> where the boys, much like our story, much like our story, they're just like, you know, there's kids, they get into wrestling, they think it's amazing. And so they do, they like, kind of do their own thing. And then it very quickly becomes into like, oh no, this is like, yeah, like high, like high, like, like, like high culture acting um, with these like intricate storylines. And oh, who is, who is Cartman's? character wasn't he the like, girl that kept getting abortions exactly <laughs> <laughs> this girl's addicted like, to abortions she's had 10 <laughs> abortions in the last year alone <laughs> <laughs> oh and it's so well and, and then and then even like um and 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 then the rest of the boys take on their, their wrestling personas which are parodies or homages if you will to like real real because like uh token is uh, uh, Co- oh, what's his name? Did Booker T? Because uh, Token's supposed to be Kofi, Stan is CM Punk. Yeah, that's right, Kofi. Oh, Though right. it's the weird snapshot of like wrestling. I would say arguably like the last time that wrestling was good. Hey, mm-hmm. Kofi's still around, man. I know, and it makes it bums me out. And like, we'll get there when we get there. Right, right, but but it is. But I think, uh, but but yeah, I think so much of that is seeing these amazing stories and these battles of the Titans play out. And yeah, who wouldn't get, who wouldn't get just amped up and be like, Oh yeah. Well, so-and-so and and like get in like fights in the lunchroom at school about who's the better wrestler. And then you see, you wait for them to actually get paired up and then (laughs) find, find out. Oh God, it's amazing. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. It's the easiest way to get a dog in a fight without actually having to fight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. So, um I I don't want to impose Johnny, but I'm assuming you've just watched Mania, which was as of the time of this recording last night. Did anything uh, stand cur- out to you? You want to give us a bit of a Is it happening currently? I thought it was last night. So, uh Mania is now two nights long. Oh, for Christ's sake. Yep. See so, guys, this is how bad I fell off the wagon. They have NXT the Saturday of Mania, Saturday morning. So technically it's uh, all day Saturday and about six or seven hours on Sunday. Yeah, they just keep keep expanding it. Uh, but I can definitely tell you about last night's Mania because I got some feelings. Got some yep. feelings about that. 
Yeah, lay yeah. it on us, buddy. Give us a mania update. Uh, so, I. <sighs> WrestleMania this year takes place in Dallas, Texas. I've never been to Texas. I really, frankly, don't care to go to Texas all that much, even though I literally have a podcast where all we do is talk about Texas. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. Um, and, like, I'm just, I was so, I think I texted you this today, Mark. I'm just so underwhelmed by the product that they put forth. Um, it, it felt very dragged out. It felt like they were giving people pops just because they had to. Uh, they're bringing on people that they know they need to build up to because otherwise they're not going to be able to compete with their main competitor at this point because we have entered a new era as of like two years ago uh, wwe is not the only game in town and it's not the definitely not the best game in town especially for televised stuff i i can tell you guys right now yeah there's a little bit of bias in what i'm going to say about mania because i don't watch wwe product anymore i watch aew aew is the 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 other brand that has was basically brought together by a bunch of guys who ruled the indies and said, we want to make a run at this and we want to go and find this random ass billionaire whose dad owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and see if he'll go for it. And he did. So it's a company that got built by on the backs of guys that were in the indies and paid their dues and knew all the really fun shit to do. And you still get to see things like blood. You still get to see things like thumbtacks nailed into somebody's codpiece. Um... Like, you get lights out matches. You get to see people getting busted through uh, a barbed wire. Like, this is like ruthless aggression, good old attitude era wrestling again. So when I tell you that I was underwhelmed by WWE, it's because the highlight of the entire match was the SmackDown Women's Championship. Okay. And my champion, the the person who had retained, and she hasn't officially lost a match in over two years... Um, she abdicated her title because she got pregnant, had a kid, came back, yada, yada, yada. Who, um, who was it? Uh, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is the champion. Was oh, you the champion are all about Because her. she lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's the Irish last kicker. They call her Big t- uh, Big Show Bex now. Um, she was Becky Two Belts for a long time because <laughs> she had both titles. Hey, she's fantastic. Like, they, they called they, straight up, she just wore a shirt that has black font on a white shirt, just says The Man. And she was the man for wrestling. And it was bad, totally badass. But she was the highlight. And this is a night where uh, apparently we're, we're now letting random ass YouTubers come in and play. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God. Yeah, that apparently wear $6 million Pokemon cards to the ring. That was a whole thing. I, I, don't, even, I don't even understand. We're not going to talk about Logan Paul because that dude just sucks. Um, we can. I woke up on my Twitter feed this morning and all I saw was I saw Eddie Guerrero trending and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, Eddie. I loved Eddie. And mm. you see him and it's Logan Paul doing a frog splash. It's like, go play in traffic, you blonde little yeah. bitch. Can't you stay in boxing and get the shit beat out of you? You don't deserve your arms aren't long enough to box with God. Like, go, go away. I, I hate him so much. And now I hate him even more. Like, yeah, it's I completely skipped the match because it just wasn't interesting to me. And it's, you know, it was Logan Paul and The Miz, who's been around forever. And I, I kind of literally, literally, he's fighting himself. The Miz is fighting yeah. fucking future Miz. This is just future Trunks <laughs> going back in time oh, no. to fight himself. Oh, no, they were tag team. They tag team. Oh, thank God. Oh, good. Oh, oh so Rey they Mysterio were... and Rey Mysterio's kid. <laughs> Wait a minute. OK, back the fuck up. Sorry, I'm derailing. <laughs> Fucking Dominic, is, is it actually Rey Mysterio's kid or are they just billing him that way? Oh, no, it's actually Dominic. And that is why Eddie was trending, by the way, because he wore red, white, and blue gear just like Eddie. It oh. wasn't because Logan Paul fro- frog splashed somebody because that was terrible. Good. 
that no, no, makes no. my Dominic heart Mis- happy. Dominic Mysterio homaging Eddie. That's why. How is he? You mean homaging his true father? How is he though? Like <laughs> he's okay. Dominic's okay. Yeah, Mysterio is always fun to watch, and Miss is a really good technical worker. I just couldn't stand to watch Logan Paul. They're also sixty. They're both sixty. Like for Christ's sake, yeah. dude. How could you? <laughs> how? 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 How soon do you think it's gonna be? Because uh, I, I was also again thinking of one of the sort of watershed moments that I think sort of like gave. Maybe like just uh, maybe like a last little bit of breath into pro wrestling was the 2008 Mickey Rourke film, oh, The Wrestler. Yeah, and we can come back to that too. But like, I wonder, and and, and yeah, that was 2008. That was uh, yeah, almost 15 years ago. How 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 long do you think it's going to be before there's like another like yeah, like The Wrestler two? And it's like I don't know, <laughs> some some who who would be a good candidate. To like have have like a follow up, like a sequel to the wrestler. Like what sort of arc? What sort of like characters? What sort of what are we? Because something that we do here on Two Wizards podcast all the time is pitch creative ideas that will probably never see completion. <laughs> but damn it, let let's let's do it. The wrestler two. What are we thinking? I mean, it, it, are we gonna go like pretty authentic to what a what would happen to an older wrestler? Because that gets really dark really fast. <laughs> Well, true. This is no, true. No, it's a comedy. You're pitching a comedy. Uh, it's a comedy. <laughs> oh. All right. What you're going to do here is it's going to be Here Comes the Boom. That's right. The Paul Blart UFC fighting championship. <laughs> but instead of UFC and Paul Blart, it's Bigfoot and the ring. And Bigfoot is like trying to conv- – they're like billing him as the son of George the Animal Steel. But here he is, you know, eight feet <laughs> – you know, eight foot twenty and regal, and he just you know is the greatest wrestler of our age. But damn it, he you can't get an interview with him, and he can't cut a spot because he gets scared and screams and you know punches the camera and runs away. <laughs> and sometimes you, sure you can catch him on Lesner, camera. Man. So what's all, without detract without diverting too hard? Is Lesnar just like a weird Viking redneck now? Is that his shtick? Because he <laughs> looks of, like a bad, so, he looks like a creative character that a seven-year-old would do in like SmackDown vs. Raw <laughs> video games. He's literally like the amalgamation of, oh, that's really cool. Like, <laughs> oh, it's I don't, he's his matches tonight. And I choose I choose not to watch a lot of his stuff. I, I'm going to detract a little bit because I totally got sidetracked here. Uh, my main issue is almost every match that that premiered last night, championship match, whatever, they were almost all infiltrated by part timers. Really. I mean, shit, the, the headliner was the return of a wrestler who hasn't wrestled in 19 years. And 19 years ago when he quit, he busted both of his knees, had issues with his back, and had screwed up his neck. And that's why he stopped. And yet, I was forced to watch about 20 minutes of Stone Cold Steve Austin in the middle of Dallas, Texas, like, try and beat up Kevin Owens. And oh my Ugh. god, did it chug. Ugh. You watched like, Stone Cold so Steve hard. Austin play the bulldozer. He he absolutely <laughs> paid the bulldozer. It was well. I don't want my record to be beat, so we're, I'm just gonna go out and tie it again. <laughs> oh man. Well, but 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 you've mentioned this a couple times now, Johnny. Which for anyone who's listening, or even anybody who isn't listening, who would have no way that I'm talking shit about them right now <laughs> who like goes who like still maintains her to dur it's all fake and oh whatever like bullshit it is bullshit right. it's fake like these dudes are absolutely like getting the shit beat out of them oh yeah and yes it's 
it's I, I I I don't want to say choreographed, but I would say like coordinated. It's coordinated. Yes, the best and certain and, and but but yeah, but these guys, yeah, they are busted up and. Back when, like, uh, uh, blading was still allowed. They were, like, cutting into their forehead to, like, put on a good show. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, like, blood is streaming down. So, yeah, don't you for a second think, like, oh, look at these guys uh, prancing around. Like, no, bullshit. Bullshit. The best explanation I've ever heard of professional wrestling and and, and everything is not that it's fake. It is predetermined. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. And, and I think that's a very smart distinction that you need to make because uh, predetermined just means you know who's going to win at the very end. These guys are constantly like they make hand signals, they talk to each other in the ring, they basically mm-hmm. improv an entire physical show and sit there and perform for you for half an hour, 45 minutes sometimes, not really having anything other than a couple of spots they know they want to do to each other. Everything right. else is completely random, it's up to them. So, like, that's a hell of a lot of, one, memorization. It's a lot of trust in your other partner. And, like, God, you got to have some some skills for improv for that. If, if I could right, throw my yeah. hat into this ring, so to speak. Yeah, go for it. I, I, I was a professional wrestler in college. Like, and I can I tell wait, you. I was waiting for us to get there. I don't want to talk too much about it because right nothing ever happened with it. But, like, <laughs> I can tell you that anytime your feet leave the floor – it hurts. The end result hurts. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're the one like giving a suplex or taking a suplex. That shit hurts. Anytime you bounce off the ropes, that shit kind of hurts. Like, right? it's all it's right. all amazingly real. Hell, dude, get hit in the face one time for real, then one time for fake, then one time for real, and then you punch the dude in the balls because he stiffed you twice, and you're the asshole then. <laughs> but like, man, it hurts. All the time. Josh, you watched me, like, limp into class after practices. Yeah. Like, and there'd be days and the kids would be like, Mr., what's wrong with you? Oh, Mr. Jones got in a fight last night, kids. That's all we need to talk about. Like, (laughs) for a hot minute there, I was supposed to, like, fight the principal. Like, it was going to be a cool thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, like, to to your point, John, like, no, it's... It's it's choreographed. You're calling the next like three moves, so you know you you lock up in the headlock, or you know you you lock up and all right, whip to the ropes, drop down, kick. All right, sure. So I throw Johnny into the ropes, and he comes back, and I go to hit him, and I miss, and he bounces off the other rope, and pop, drop kicks me. We just talked right? about it. We're just going through this. Oh shit, Josh, I'm getting really, I'm getting tired. I'm gassed. I need some help. So Josh will put me like you know in like a lying like an armbar or something, so I can catch my breath, like. All these things. Mm-hmm. It's right, a high. Right. It's literally like the most athletic, not athletic sport that there can be. Yeah. Yes. Right. 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 And yeah, there was uh, some some kind of issue with things like steroids and like HGH and all that. Yeah. With, with every and sport. I'm not with that every that's gone single away. sport, though. And but, I maintain we should have two separate leagues where we have the steroid leagues and the straight leagues. And you know what? Yep. All professional athletes blow themselves apart by the age of, you know, 40 anyway. So give them them steroids and see what they can do. And the candle that burns the brightest is also the most entertaining. And they build the biggest houses, but they're also a cautionary tale. And then we take their brains from them and study what concussions can actually do. Fuck it. Let's do it. Like, Well, so I also want to jump in real quick. And I'll, I'll, I'll maybe kind of come back around to this. So some of my teammates uh, running track there at Adams State... Um, they were from Alaska, uh, and they were the Mazanis, the crazy Mazani family 
uh, Dave and Matt, and then they had a sister, Gina. Um, and in addition to doing all the things that Alaskans do, like play hockey and punch salmon in the face, these guys, yeah, were like amateur semi slash semi pro wrestlers. Um, <laughs> and Matt Mazzani, the like middle uh, 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 sibling, he had a very similar take, not just on wrestling, but also with all sports. He's like, okay, yeah, instead of this, like, oh, is he doping and what's the legal amount? Bleh, Matt was like, no, just like, Open the floodgates. Let's just see. Let's just see, let's just see what scientific like monstrosities we can create, and and we can support put on them. Stage, we can support them and make sure field. they're getting yeah. the help and all the like you know the sure, the, the right. come down and the therapy and all this good stuff. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. do it and we'll treat them yeah. like racehorses because it, like it's fine. Right, right, right. Uh, but but also I, I did just want to give a also a quick shout out. I think I think they're still wrestling. But the oldest brother, Dave, who was like a legit MMA fighter for a number of years, too. Um, uh, you can you can find clips of him. Uh, if you look up Dave, the pain train Mazzani, you will find both his MMA clips and his wrestling uh, clips. Oh, oh nice. And and uh, then every so often he and and his uh, sister, Gina, they'll do like tag team matches. Gina's also an MMA fighter. Um, and so, and so, yeah, I also want to give them a quick shout out and their finisher or Dave's finisher. At least I remember it. I'm trying to remember the family cause he like kind of inherited or like adapted this from another family. But, uh, Dave does the iron claw Oh, where he'll, yeah. yeah so, so, it, and, and he has some kind of take on it, some sort of, but, but even like in his MMA career for like the fight promos and like. When he was like walking in, he'd like give the claw to everybody. And it was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> oh, man. So, who is, who, Jesus Christ, who are some of your favorite wrestlers? Like the ones that you gravitate. We've already kind of mentioned like Andre and the Hulkster and Brett, but like. So you who, want wrestlers that are still love? wrestling? Because I have those, but I also have a bunch of like legends. Yeah, man. Stuff. Like, yeah, like who do you like now and who do you like then? Like. Oh man! Well, and I so so I'm I'm only going to be able to speak to who did I like again like 30 years ago. So I'll I'll just kind of like retreat. I'll I'll like <laughs> whisper to you to put me in yeah like an arm bar so I can catch my breath. <laughs> uh, it's I mean, it that's it's a hard it's hard to pick favorites, right? Um, yeah, especially because now with the the internet, you get exposed to. Not just the guys you can watch on TV anymore, or the ones that your your buddy that just so happened to get a really cool ECW tape, like showed you. You get to see everybody at pretty much all levels of their career. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I've i followed one particular wrestler pretty much since I got into like really got into it in 2011. I followed him all the way through WWE, where he hit literally every height. I mean, the dude was a double title winner at WrestleMania 30. And I'm continuing to follow him as he debuted at AEW and is just like the world's best heel. And that's Daniel Bryanson. Mm-hmm. Or Brian oh, Danielson, yeah, that's right. excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, his WWE name is Daniel Bryan, but his real name is Brian Danielson. So it's, it's confusing as shit. Uh, but he wrestled uh, uh, Ring of Honor under... Uh, the his, American Dragon. Yeah, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. It was ROH, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was it was Ring of Honor and he also did a bunch of stuff with Impact like 
the guy has made his his rounds. He was also in NJPW for a long time. Like a lot of the veterans from NJPW that are now in WWE or AEW all wrestled with him like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he he's probably my favorite like legacy and current person. Um, God, it's really hard not to absolutely adore everything that Kenny Omega does. That dude is a giant comic book character, and he comes out to Final Fantasy music, and his freaking finisher is called the One Winged Angel. Like. That is nerdy as shit, and it's right up my alley. And as, as far as classics go, this is controversial but not controversial. You cannot beat Macho Man Randy Savage. Dude, I am, yeah, mm. absolutely. It's, I have grown yeah. so accustomed to just doing my Macho Man voice, and I wear, I wore my Macho, I have two Macho Man shirts, and I wore them over WrestleMania weekend, and I have gotten more compliments on these shirts than every other time I've worn them. And I just went, well, yeah, it's WrestleMania weekend. I gotta wear my Macho Man stuff. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta. Yeah. Well, but but that's also cool too, right? Like, and I think it is. I think one of the other kind of appeals across generations too is, yeah, you show up, yeah, giving giving a shout out to yeah the greats from from previous eras and yeah like people who know people who are in the know are like ah I see good 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 choice there young man <laughs> right uh, so it is it's this kind of like neat kind of shared I I keep I guess I keep going back to lore but that's what it is that's what it is oh yeah wrestling is a really unique industry because it. it it doesn't always it's like if you've made an impact in the wrestling community chances are pretty good that even 10 years down the road they're going to call you back for some reason and they're going to put you in a storyline for a couple of weeks like mm-hmm. I, I when was the last time mark you watched a, a, a match that had arn anderson or tully blanchard in it well i'm pretty sure they're both dead right? they're not they're on a weekly tv shows at aew they're managers fuck you are they really they really are. I like, thought Orton Anderson died in like weekly. 2010. <laughs> no. I'll be dipped. I'm pretty okay. sure all four horsemen are still alive, if I remember right. But, like, it's, it's just kind of cool. Like, you have guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin, who hadn't wrestled a match in 19 years, got to come back last night and have a match. You know? That you said There's was There's also got old guys that just never freaking leave, like The Undertaker. And he should have packed it up and gone away 10 years ago. But that's my thought. Is Taker still fighting? He is not. They inducted him into the Hall of Fame two nights ago. Yeah, it I took him this say, fucking I I, long. I How is he not? Yeah. Oh Dude, yeah. Okay. Remember, no, like, <laughs> Josh. Remember, like, and maybe Johnny, you remember too. But like, what that 2010 the uh, the 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 retirement match between between Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, and like everyone was making mm. fun of me because they said I miscarried ten times. <laughs> Like, throughout the run of the match, and it was like, the dude who loses is never fighting again, and it was Michaels, and god damn, and yeah. oh, oh, oh. But, <laughs> see, Undertaker is a big fan of money, and he usually will show up once or twice a year when they have a money show in Saudi Arabia, because they do two of those a year now. So he'll show up, get paid $3 million to do a 30-second squish match against somebody weird, and then spend 900 freaking hours doing his stupid entrance and exit. Well, yeah, that's what you're getting with Taker is the entrance. Like, <laughs> that's, that's what you're is. paying for. Yeah. No well, hate to Taker. I, I love guys. To... Love. I love Taker. Wait. I, dude. Okay, I love the fucking Undertaker so much that I have a consecutive like line of DVDs starting from like his 13th WrestleMania win to his 14th, to his 15th, to his 16th, to his 17th. <laughs> The street, and then I and then I stopped buying the goddamn DVDs in like 2013. But like, oh shit! 
Well, and and I know that uh, uh, we I bring this up without necessarily oh god, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not like promoting, I'm not advocating or whatever, but but yeah, I think I think it was about a year ago or maybe close to two years ago that yeah, uh, Mark the Undertaker Calloway was on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast and like mm-hmm. talking about all that stuff. So if so if gentle listeners, if you want to check that out, there's boom, there there it is, there's a source and you can hear it. Straight from yeah the undead what like voodoo warlock what was his like whole thing again right like, oh he was, it was like a biker and then he was a zombie and then he had like his brother yeah. Kane and there were the brothers he had vampires yeah, brothers like from remember, hell. God remember the fucking brood remember how stupid the brood was <laughs> yes <laughs> hey listeners I, I hope you love oh, nothing but inside baseball because this is literally nothing but inside baseball <laughs> but there's like six of you I'm sure they're like I fucking remember the brood ah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing Edge and Christian in the brood. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Uh, well, so 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 Mark, kind of, I guess, kind of going off or or, or, or continuing that. Who who are some of your your favorites, your standards, your go tos, both more contemporary and more classic? Who are some of those names? Um, classically, I already mentioned that I loved Bret Hart. Um, yeah. Oh God, Bret Hart. Oh, God, the best so... there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Best there will ever be. Yep. And then, like Johnny, to your point, I've been watching. I was just watching a lot of matches where um, Macho Man was a commentator. I, I guess I missed all of those when I was coming up, but I'd seen them at some point, and mm. then I got to re remind myself that they existed. Holy shit, is Macho Man fantastic? Because he doesn't know what he's saying, but he's he says no, he's, it was such he's a such laughery. a fun color man. He's amazing. Like, I'd put him up there with Booker T, but I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I want to see a Macho Man, Booker T, and JR commentary team. Oh, God. And we can, like, call down the fucking ghost of Dusty Rhodes. Please. We'll have a seance. He could be, be the ref. The ghost of Dusty Rhodes go. is the ref. <laughs> that son of a plumber. It's like... That's like three three John Maddens all covering a football game. <laughs> greatest greatest oh. Dusty Rhodes ever. LaParka like appears in the ring after lights go out. It's a ghost. No, Dusty, it's LaParka. Hundred <laughs> percent sincere. Hundred percent horrified. That man sold every fucking oh. line he gave. Um. Anyway, sorry, I, de- I derailed. Um. I love Chris Benoit. I love Sabu. <coughs> I love the ECW guys from way back when. Um, and then mm. when I was into it, it was like 2003 was like when I was really hard up for it. And holy shit, did I love Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Like both of them yeah. together. I yeah. loved them both. They were amazing. Like I still love well, Eddie Guerrero. That. Like, man, yeah. I, I'll never forget being in chemistry class. And my boy Bryce comes up to me. He's like, yo, man, did you hear the news? And this is before internet was like the internet. I'm like, what's up? Dude, mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero died. And I like made my teacher stop talking about what he was talking about. I was like, Delahoy, I'm using your computer. And I like logged in. I'm like, and then I just cried <laughs> for 20 minutes. I just cried like at my teacher's desk. And he's oh. just like, all right, buddy, you hang out in the lab equipment and um, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about stoichiometry. Okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then, like, now I don't really know anybody wrestling. I guess I can say that I love Asuka. Is she, she still fights, right? Uh, honestly, I don't know because she's on WWE. I don't watch that. I follow her on Instagram, and she's always, like, doing her weird Simpsons 
shit posting bullshit and I love her for it. But right. Oh God, I love Oscar so much. It's I mean, well, like I said, everything everything in WWE now it's it's part timers that are going to bring them views. Um, for example, do you want to know who Charlotte Flair, like the the queen of SmackDown women's titles and like the most decorated female wrestler in history at this point? You want to know who she faced last night? Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. I saw I, I, yeah, Ronda I Rousey saw who Flair hasn't been in WWE. It. Yeah, who hasn't been in WWE for a year and a half. And the last time she was here, like was was in the WWE WWE universe, just sat there and trashed every single fan, called them all out, said this is all fake, it's all predetermined, you're all a bunch of fucking morons, like just shit all over kayfabe. And it was like, oh come on, get out of here. These part timers don't deserve this shit. But you know too, like what business does she have? It's this, it's the Logan Paul syndrome. I understand getting like guest yeah. spots and shit, like um the you know like I can forgive David Arquette's ass showing up. And like, you know, bad, I watched the bad bunny match last year or two years ago or however many, and he did a passable job, but like, do we need, okay. Josh and I talk a lot, a lot about like video game rosters and idiot characters that pop up. Dude, if wrestling is not the dumbest video game roster of them all, cause like, (laughs) oh yeah. Hey, here's your core set. And here's your, you know, DLC set of the legends that we trot out every year. Join us next week when, you know, Ric Flair fights again. Woo. And then you get fucking like the weird, like cross promotion franchises like Ronda Rousey or Donald Trump or Dennis Rodman or Logan Paul last night. And it's like, God damn it, guys. Can't we just. What's the point of trying if you're just going to bring in outside talent to steal spots and it, ah, I'm done bitching. I'm sorry. Well, no, there's, no, there's a, there's a point to it where it is acceptable. And honestly, I think depending on the person, it's acceptable. Logan Paul is just a douchebag. And he, yeah, it's kind of fun to watch him get beat up. So it makes a little bit of sense. Ronda Rousey used to be a UFC star. Kind of makes sense. The match that's happening tonight that pr- I should probably be mad about, but I'm not because it makes sense is Sami Zayn, one of uh, the greatest Canadian wrestlers of all time. One of the funniest freaking heels is fighting Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville, like Johnny like Knoxville, 80. he is, and he picked a fight with him right before Royal Rumble, and it was a whole big stunt to promote Jackass because the new Jackass movie was coming out. And then they basically said, "Hey, you're Johnny Knoxville. You're basically a professional stuntman that's taken bumps for the last thirty freaking years. Do you want to come to WrestleMania and actually have a singles match instead of just getting thrown over the top of the ring?" Oh my! And he God. went, "Yeah, hell yeah." I'm not hating so, Johnny Knoxville. I'm just, I'm no. not angry. I'm just disappointed. See, and I think my issue here is like, that's, it's a match that doesn't mean anything. And yes, he's a part-timer, but he's not taking anybody else's spot. Like nobody else was going to fight against Sami Zayn. Right. Like he's not taking anything from it, but like Rousey's champion now, right? She's women's champion or no? No, she lost last night. She did lose, but okay. So she like, lost to, my to point, Charlotte. Though, like, it was a dirty loss, but yes. But like to my point, we could have had a woman's champion who was a fucking UFC fighter and like not on brand and not going to show up on road shows to like defend her dumb bullshits. Like, uh huh. Well, it's ugh. it very well could be what happens tonight because they're doing championship unification with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. So Lesnar very well could grab both titles, unify them into one, and then just not show up for three months like he always does. So, okay, well, I'm sorry, what titles are they unifying? Again, I'm out of it, so what titles are they unifying? The WWE uh, World Championship, the, the prestige one that's been around for like 60 years, 70 years. Yeah. And the WWE Universal Championship. Okay. Which has been around for like six years. Okay, okay. So, 
I, I have my own issues with Lesnar. I've never found him entertaining, and I think the dude is a giant waste of meat space. <laughs> here, here. I want to hunt him, and that's about it. Like, I'm also he's an upright water now, buffalo. Guys, so oh, shit, you made it. You cleared it in, like, 54 minutes. I'm proud of you, buddy. Woo! Yeah, that's, that's pretty soft. Well, well, so so I I think I did. I caught my breath. I'm ready to get tagged back in. And, Let's tag you in. Uh, so, yeah, I think, and again, I'm very, very classic, or at least, you know, like, yeah, 30-some 30, 30 some years ago. I I was absolutely a Hulk Hogan fan, due in no small part because my dad also had a horseshoe mustache. <laughs> and <Okay>. so like <laughs> so like yeah, I got to have the like vicarious, yeah, that's my dad beating the shit out of like whoever. Aww. Nice. Um but then the other one, and this is a deep cut, and I I, I hadn't thought about these guys, yeah, probably again for like thirty some years, and I was like four. Um, but I was doing a little, just a little bit of like research dive into them. Uh, probably like my favorite, if you would ask like, yeah, little four or five year old Josh, who is like favorite wrestler or even like wrestling uh, a team was 100%, I would have said the Bushwhackers. Oh, okay. Look at you. Okay. And there's a couple reasons for that. So, like, yeah, I have my older brother and me. So yeah, like Jake was six, I was four, something like that. So we would watch wrestling and then we'd like stomp around the house doing the bushwhacker walk with our like straight arm. And if you don't know what that is, listeners, it's on YouTube. Go look it up. So just imagine like little kids stomping around the house and then beating the shit out of their little foot stuffed animals. (laughs) You don't get no tree stars. (laughs) No tree star for you. And then you'll start licking their face. Because, like, that's what the Bushwhackers did. They just, like, as they would make their entrance, the fans are high-fiving them. They just, like, grab a fan and put him in a headlock and start licking his face. Um. <laughs> a better time, really. A, a simpler time. Exactly, exactly. A simpler time. So a I did a little deep time. dive. I, I found... <laughs> and I found this little, like, 10, 15-minute, like, documentary about the Bushwhackers on YouTube. And apparent, and so like they're a New Zealand. The, the, both these guys are from New Zealand. Uh, wrestled, yeah, like a ton in the seventies and eighties. They were known as the Sheep Herders. And apparently, so like the Bushwhackers, you could imagine from my description, they were like a comedy team, and they were silly and goofy and all that. Um, but when these guys were the Sheep Herders, they were like the bruisers, like the super heavy hitters. That um, yeah, like almost even like kind of like heel territory. But then when they went to WWF and they had this like change to be like a like a comedy team, it, like people were like, "What the fuck? What the shit, man? How could you do this? <laughs> Look at what they did to my sheep herders, my sweet beautiful sheep herders. They <laughs> murdered my boys, massacred my um, boys." But then come to find out, the Bushwhackers got inducted into the Wrestling Hall of Fame. I think it was like 2018, 2017, something like that. And again, for like when that was announced, people were like, "What? What? Why? Why are you in? Why are you inducting this comedy team? What this this like pure gimmick?" But then the, the like narrator of this like YouTube video was like, "But but no, like if you really if you really understand, uh, uh, Bush and oh god, what was the other guy's name? Bush and Dave, I think." Like the two guys' name. Now I'm like totally screwing it up because <laughs> here I am like waxing, waxing uh, their like praises, and I can't even get their names right. 
Um, but um, uh, 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 Bush and or Butch, Butch and Luke. There you go, Butch and Luke. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they got inducted to the Hall of Fame, and everybody's like losing their mind. But this dude's like, no, but really, like these guys put in like a solid forty years wrestling. So like, yeah, they totally earned it. <laughs> yeah. You pay your dues, that's all I ask, but like, and Johnny, you know how right. much I love Drew Carey, but isn't Drew Carey in the WWE Hall of Fame? He is an honorable mention in there, yes. Uh, they okay. do like a celebrity okay. inductee every year, so it's not that he got it in because of his his um, athletic ability. He's there because he did something to help out the WWE. He's also there with Kid Rock, who has never wrestled a freaking day in his entire life, and Snoop Dogg, <laughs> who wrote the theme song for Sasha Banks because they're cousins. Snoop Dogg can be in whatever fucking Hall of Fame he wants to be. <laughs> yes. Snoop Dogg has the best guest appearance in the Two Wizards podcast and the Dangle podcast, and he has not appeared on either Hello, podcast. Bastard. <laughs> not yet, it isn't. <laughs> we got like three weeks, buddy. I know, I know. <laughs> Good with the bad. Who? Man, okay, so who do you hate? Like... I feel like we all have a lot of love, and I love the love. I'm all about the love, but fuck that noise. I hate the love, too. Who do you guys hate? I'll start. I hate Santino. Fuck you, Santino. Go die in a fire. Okay, next. <laughs> uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Fuck Ooh. that guy. Yeah. Why? Why are we fucking him? Why are we going to fuck him? Uh, because that dude has absolutely no idea what the hell he's doing and has released so much talent in his company. Like, it's a travesty, man. He brings all these people up and he builds them up and has all this hope and 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 like pedigree and everything else. You're in the WWE now. You're gonna be famous and you're gonna do all this and that. You like you like my Vince Vince McMahon. It's it's not too bad, right? It's pretty um, solid. <laughs> but then he just like totally shits all over him. Oh, you didn't give me all the ratings I needed in the last three weeks. So see you later. Have fun getting health insurance somewhere else. He's really good at forgetting the people that he walks over. Pretty much, yeah. So, sorry, I spiked the shit out of that, by the way. You're going to have some That's, fun editing. Dude, I am already looking forward to three channels at once, and I'm, like, kind of <laughs> horny about it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> How about you, Josh? You got someone you hate? I mean, so, and, and again, I if I can remember however old it was, however old I was, who was it? Oh, God. It was, I... Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I may have to tap out on this one. I I'm struggling to remember like <laughs> That's okay. Just who you would enrage. Yeah, like who who would enrage like 5-year-old Josh. Um, I hate Rob Van Dam. That dude pisses me off. I hate his whole shtick. I hate his whole gimmick. I hate his freak by the foot looky little slinglet. I hate Rob Van Dam. I hate his little whole oh, damn show bicep double pumps. Just go play in traffic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what what your signature move is a monkey flip? Oh my god. Like what are you doing? <laughs> Tell me more about Rob Van Dam, Mark, please. I don't want to. I don't like him. I can't his dumb little fucking ponytail. Jesus Christ. Like you're a grown man <laughs> and you choose to leave the house wearing a ponytail and fruit by the foot and it's obnoxious. And like I get it. You're like banking on the name Jean-Claude Van Damme and you're a big old boy who can do the splits, but okay, are you? Are you really? Are you re You're the whole damn show. You're a whole damn bitch. <laughs> and while there. I'm here, fuck Chavo. <laughs> yeah, every time I see you, I hear a fuck Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> I think I wake up most mornings and goes, yeah, fuck Chavo. <laughs> 
<laughs> Give me more hate, Johnny. I feed off this shit. Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I don't like the current uh, Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. Uh, okay. She's a babyface that has absolutely no charisma whatsoever. And her entire shtick is that she's a, a black lady with a giant hair braid she whips people with. Like, <laughs> oh, that's I can't her? tell you any more about her. Yeah, that's that's who beat Becky Lynch last night. Becky Lynch, a far more interesting and personally way more attractive champion. Like, no, 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 no. She got beat by the babyface. That's not even a good babyface. Uh, this Ugh. is, it sounds to me like, like it's, it sounds... To everybody out there, like, I just don't like baby faces. Like, I'm a big fan of the heels. And I am, yes. But I, shit, I own a Bailey t-shirt, and that's the biggest baby face that WWE has ever fucking seen. Well, so, so I want to jump in real quick. Because, yeah. and, 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 and again, for the for the six, uh, yeah, like, diehard, uh, uh, who, who fit in that neat Venn diagram of Two Wizards podcast listeners and wrestling listeners. Like, they're all caught up on this. But maybe for, like... Uh, the the people who aren't as familiar, we are kind of throwing out some some terms here, like like kayfabe, yes. like babyface, like heel. So so what if we just and and I again, this is my this is what I this is what I contribute. I think of like cute cute little things to do here. What if <laughs> what if we kind of go through and this will be like part explainer, part primer, also maybe like part quiz and like throw out some of the like. <laughs> glossary of terms with pro wrestling and kind of sure. get maybe get everybody cop so so this was thrown out earlier kayfabe what is what is kayfabe mark Johnny. you want to handle that one yeah uh it's the character <laughs> no we say it all the time we mention it all the time like josh you mm-hmm. and i throw it around right, johnny right. you we and have. i throw it around like kayfabe it's the character this is the like persona that you're putting on this is the show that you're doing tonight this is your focus. This is you as the person doing the thing. Like the rock is gonna smell what's cooking. That's what he's gonna do tonight. Like keeping keeping kayfabe is staying in character. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you keep uh, character yeah. throughout. If, if yeah, if you're playing a bad guy, then keeping kayfabe is not walking up to people on the runway and giving them handshakes and saying hi to all the little kids. It's nope, trying to psych them out or grabbing their sign from them and ripping it away. You got to keep kayfabe. You got to keep your character going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and 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 also kind of kind of like the story arc yeah like your persona who you are what, right. what's your relationship this yeah exactly exactly i th- i think my favorite like ever kayfabe story was hulk hogan was driving somewhere with the wild samoans and one yeah. of them got found they got pulled over for dui and one of them had weed and they got arrested because the fucking samoans wouldn't break kayfabe and stop grunting <laughs> I've never heard this story. I, I want to say it's Hulk Hogan and the Samoans. And then it was this big damn deal that they got arrested for DUI in whatever city they're in. But like at the time, Hogan and the Samoans were like arch nemeses. So like, there's mm-hmm. no way in hell that the Hulkster would be driving with the Samoans. Like, mm. <laughs> and it kind of like, it was the first time that like, we stopped looking at these people as like, Oh, you mean they're just, they're just people. They're not, they're not actually this dude that I found that turns out to be Andre the Giant's son, but he's also Italian, but he's also the big show. Like, <laughs> Remember the Giant? Remember when Andre, or when um, Big Show was billed as the Giant and they said he was Andre the Giant's son? Oh, and yeah. And then he was a part of, like, the full-blooded Italians, and it was, I, I just, I, I remember. That's all. I, boy, take another sip of your member berry colada, guys, because I'm sorry. I yeah, just or, or, or or in my case, I have uh, transitioned now to Vizzy Raspberry Lemonade Heart Seltzer. So that's what I have okay. in my Wizard's, Wizard's Tankard Part 2. What about, what about you, you guys, John? Mark? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, are you still stay, staying with the Liquid Death? Is that what it was? Uh, I, am, I am still with my Liquid Death, and this one's actually a little bit stiffer than the last. So, oh boy. If I start to get slurry, guys, now you know why. Because <laughs> it's a slobber knocker. <laughs> it's, you know, somebody call little Lisa, because I'm rather slurry. <laughs> no, you're just Mark, doing you... a Dusty Rhodes reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with Gore still. Okay. Yeah. Well, so next, next in our. Yeah, either glossary or um, a, a face or a baby face. What's that? Johnny Goat. Uh, the baby face is a good character. It's the character everybody roots for. Uh, they're usually the one that gets picked on. They're the ones that get ambushed without a reason. They're the ones that lose matches because they got low blowed or the ref wasn't looking and something happened to them. The baby face is the character that everybody is supposed to love. Now, that being said, not everybody loves the baby faces. I definitely like uh, the bad guys much better than most baby faces. And, Cena, Cena. And hey. what? And what are the bad guys? What are the villains? What's the kind of term for them? The term for them is a heel. The so heel. if you're playing the heel part, you're playing the bad guy. You're the one that gets to, you know, constantly run in and, and mess up people's matches or get people disqualified or, you know, have your goon squad doing something to your opponent while you're <laughs> distracting the referee. A lot of really good stuff comes from heels. Yeah, it's it's you, you, you love to hate them. You hate to love them. Kind of kind of sort of. Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah, uh, Ric Flair, the granddaddy of them all, the 16 time World Wrestling Federation champion is like the king of all heels. Woo! <laughs> okay, well, so so here here are some others. Here are some others. Uh, just just kind of for fun, I, I just got these off a website, and some of them are more obscure. Some of them are, are less obscure. Let's just I don't know. I just kind of want to see here. Uh, what's a what's an angle? What's an angle? An if either angle. Angle. I don't. As in Kurt, or I don't know that one. Ooh, <laughs> that's no, that's I, every time I hear angle yeah. in reference, that's what I think of. <laughs> as in like. Uh, Alpha, alpha. Uh, so, so an angle apparently is is a storyline. Is it's like a dramatic okay. arc? Oh, okay, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so it it could be just like yeah, just like beefing for this one, or it could be yeah, just like a year long or, or years long kind of thing. So that's that's an angle. Um, what does it mean? What does it mean to to carry a match? You are the one who is doing everything. Like the dude you're Mm. fighting is absolute. You're fighting. Um, you're the one who's doing all the work. The guy you're the guy that you're fighting is just (laughs) like he's not even there, and it's all you. Like we're watching mm. a mankind versus Santino match, and Santino can't do absolutely anything. (laughs) So mankind has to carry them both. Yeah. Can I have it in a sentence? Mankind carried the Santino match. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well struck, Johnny. Yes, yeah. So uh, 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 another wrestler or a worker, as they're called, who yeah is inexperienced, doesn't know what he's doing, and yeah, it all falls on you. Which going back to yeah the like improv acting, you we 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 all know how how hard it is to like be in a two person scene and your partner just fucking sucks and like you're yeah you gotta carry them and you have to carry them you have to carry so yeah that's pretty easy. Um, What does it mean uh, to be a curtain jerker? Or to jerk the curtain, vice versa. We can't we can't say that on this episode. That's too dirty, right? <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever heard that in reference to Yeah, I don't wrestling. think I've ever heard of that, yeah. Okay, well what do you know it may be in other contexts? Because maybe that might maybe it's the same thing. I would guess I, it's somebody that just like dips out super early. 
Oh, it's it's. I was it's thinking actually, one who steals thunder, maybe. Okay, it's it's actually kind of the opposite. If if you are the first match on the card, oh, you are oh okay, jerking the curtain apparently. Um, Interesting, and and also maybe doing that, yeah, back in the locker room too. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what does it mean to uh? Let's see here. Oh, what's a good one here? What's a good one? Um, what does it mean? To get a potato. Isn't that the guy that just lies there? So that's that's kind of part of it. Uh, I, I, I've also seen that called a potato sack or potato yeah. sacking. Where, yeah, you just kind of lie there. But but I think potato is also something something a little different. Okay. So a, a potato apparently is a, like, legitimate shot to the head. So if the dude, like, okay. really... Really smacks you. That's called a potato, and it's like a really stiff, stiff hit to the head. Okay. See, I yes, was thinking yes. stiffing, like, and I was gonna say I, got, right. I could talk about stiffing, but yeah. So then, yeah, yeah and, and, and those kind of go together too. So yeah, what is stiffing, Mark? What is stiffing? Uh, stiffing is when you don't like pull a punch. The like, mm-hmm. like I said, um, anytime your feet leave the ground, the impact is real. But like sometimes you cannot, like, you know, when you're like given like the 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 rain of blows in the face, or like like a atomic drop to your balls, or like a kick or something, and you don't pull the hit so like you're straight up nailing this dude in the face i got it so i used to fight this dude this dude kept stiffing me and he hit me like eight times and finally i got fed up with it and i drop kicked that bitch in the fucking face like <laughs> listeners and 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 josh and johnny because i don't think y'all ever saw me fight for real for real no i can drop kick like a son of a bitch i can hit like a five foot high drop kick just level and this dude was like six foot and i just like drop kick this bitch in the throat after like stiff number eight. And I, I kind of put him down for a minute and I was like, you done hit me. And he's all, Oh, <laughs> that's think... a, that's one hell of a receipt. Wouldn't you say? Mark? Yay. There it is. Yay. Yes. <laughs> What's a receipt there, Johnny? A segue. Uh, receipt is where you, you, yeah. A receipt is definitely where you, uh, you were getting hit stiff by somebody and you have to remind them, Hey, I'm an actual human being, and this is a performance. So you smack them really hard back to remind them that you don't want to be smacked really hard. Yeah. Um, what, <laughs> Vader was, like, notorious for just stiffing people because he was blind in one of his eyes, I yep. think, right? And, like, yep. it didn't matter what you did when you fought Vader. That dude, Vader was going to hit you. It didn't matter what you yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's I, I, the most recent, like, receipt that I could call out and see was I watched a Brock Lesnar versus um, uh, what was his name? Um, he's this big motherfucker that was in the Wyatt family. Uh, uh, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. This guy's like oh, yeah. three hundred fifty pounds. He's like six and a half feet. He's a big guy. He you know he doesn't look like like he looks like a normal human next to Brock Lesnar and his big fat ass. Um, <laughs> and they're fighting each other, and all of a sudden you can tell that Lesnar is the the senior here. He's the guy that's carrying a lot of this, and he keeps Lesnar keeps getting hit, and he just keeps keeps taking stiff hits. And all of a sudden he gets one really good elbow to the face to Strowman as a receipt. And I, I've never seen a guy that's three hundred fifty pounds like get kind of stunned after one hit. And I go, oh shit, that's that the UFC Brock Lesnar just telling you calm the fuck down. <laughs> It's a good match, and you can tell immediately that Lesnar knew he had screwed, or not Lesnar, uh, Strowman knew he had screwed up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and also sometimes too, right? Like I've I've also heard that 
yeah, maybe as you're kind of getting tired and a little weary and your mental focus is gone. Yeah, maybe that's part of it, too. Like you, you're, you're exhausted mentally, maybe not pulling as much. And yeah, you smack the guy. And so you get a receipt to sort of like wake you up again. Be like, oh, yeah, right. gotta, we should we should wrap this up here. Uh, maybe maybe just a couple more. Uh, what about an equalizer? Any ideas what it, to what an equalizer is? It's a chair, right? Uh, it's yes, like a or, weapon of some type. Like yes, like for broader, Yeah, I am not equipped to chair. fight Josh the Giant Streeter, so I've got my <laughs> bamboo cane hidden under the ring, and I'm gonna wail the fuck out of your knees with it. That's my equalizer. Yeah, it's a it's a chair. It's a ladder. Uh, they can also be more gimmicky, like a like a guitar or something like that. Yeah, yeah just any, uh, just any sort of weapon gimmick. Yeah, and, and sort of like that. Sometimes, if you're Santino, it's a sock. <laughs> no, that's a finisher. No. Ooh, okay. That's and I true. can't believe you're making me defend him. Johnny, shame on you. Bad Johnny. No, shame. Um, what is what is a job? And or 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 someone who takes a lot of jobs is called a jobber. Do you guys know what a job? You are going to show up and get the shit kicked out of you. All a jobber the time. never wins. Yeah, yes. you are just gonna. You are there to show what a, the the pinnacle of human achievement is, Brock Lesnar. You are there to get like smacked and thrown and kicked and tossed and, and fived. Yeah, you're just there to die. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A yeah, a job is a loss, and if your if your work is to lose match to to promote other people to hype up, then yeah, you are a jobber because you're because you're doing your job. Um. So so yes, Can- wonderful. Can I use it in a sentence, Josh? Oh, oh bitter. Boy, Scotty Too Hotty loses so much, they might as well call him Scotty Too Jobby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe just a couple more. Maybe just, cause, cause, I don't know. I'm, I'm having fun being the Alex Trebek rest in peace of, uh, yeah, like, pro wrestling. Is Trebek or... in the Hall of Fame as an honorary mention? <laughs> God oh God! Should I would watch hours of like Trebek like <laughs> calling matches. That would be yes. so good. The finisher oh, yes. being set up by the Iron Sheik. What is the camel clutch? <laughs> yeah. He's he's taking him to the cleaners. Oh my God! He doesn't know where he is. What is a slobber knocker? <laughs> Please answer in the form of a question next time. <laughs> oh my god! It's the Undertaker! It's the Undertaker! Form of a question, please. <laughs> what is the Undertaker? <laughs> <laughs> our judges will accept that. So our next next one, um in I this may be a bit of a bit of a hint, whatever, but uh our next term is uh over and then it's opposite lemon so if you're over with a crowd it means that the crowd absolutely loves you uh you don't have to be a baby face for the crowd to love you you can be a total heel and the crowd will love you um mark what's the what's the best example you can think of of a heel being over dude degeneration x uh michaels and triple h in like 2005 Okay. And I know that I, that's a very, Austin. very old reference, but yeah. Yeah, Austin works great. Um, I'm going to say Austin, yeah. Or even I The reckon, Rock, because um, Rocky was, yeah. He was not a good guy. Oh my God, help me out. Uh, the Shield, like... Oh, The were, Shield. Remember when The Shield first showed up and there were these real pieces of trash? But everybody yes. seemed to love them, yeah. yeah and they're all <laughs> Edge, still dude, pretty right awful, there. but I love them Edge. all. Fucking Edge, like... 
The rated R superstar, oh, man. Oh, man. Best heel of our age. <laughs> like, Ric Flair was like 80s. We got Edge, and I'm so happy for it. Like... Edge has got a match tonight, by the way. So he's still wrestling. He's he's actually going up against AJ Styles, who is one of the best wrestlers in the world. So oh, I, I, I actually watched, am excited that, that. to see that. I'd oh, absolutely. That I love Edge, yeah. That's good. Okay, okay, and so then a lemon, if that's like the opposite of being over. Oh, yeah, lemon. Was... Yeah, we totally just blew through it. <laughs> no, 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 that, that's okay. Um, that's that's okay. John Cena for about two-thirds of his career. <laughs> Like, right. he had so, to yeah, be like, a lemon it, for so long, you just couldn't get rid of him. Oh, man. Right, yeah. They're, like, they're like trying trying to, like, yeah, get set up to... And, and then just, yeah, the audience just... Is oh, not, yeah. Is not I, feel like we're, I feel like we're uh, you're picking at low-hanging fruit here, but it's Santino's a lemon. No one ever really liked Santino. <laughs> you mean women's champion Santino, Johnny? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and... Uh, I think this might be a fitting one to to end off here. Um, what is what is a mark? Uh, he's a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one in the man. Again, I use this one as like common day phrasing. He's the one that believes in it. That that's the yep. person that just buys every single second. It's real. I am often known to say, "Oh, dude, I will mark out for X." And it's, mm-hmm. yes. I love this thing. I believe in this thing. This fucking show is real. What do you mean to tell me that Owen Hart just dropped and, like, nailed his chest on a ring post? No, he's going to fight in 10 minutes. Fuck you. He's fine. It's Owen Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Yeah, just, just kayfabe straight into my veins. Um, yeah, exactly. It, well, and... And I, you, I, you're a mark if you thought that Mr. America wasn't fucking Hulk Hogan for the like two <laughs> years that Mr. America was played by Hulk Hogan. You're also a mark if you think that Kane and Undertaker are actually related. <laughs> the, the the Wyatt family is not related. Yeah, like, you're a mark if you think this girl is addicted to getting abortions. Like. <laughs> You just might be a mark if you think Mr. Socko is like some like anything other than an action, just a sock. <laughs> With Foley, I can believe it. I believe that Mr. Socko might be a living, breathing entity, but like that, the buck stops here when it comes to Santino and his co- Cobra bullshits. <laughs> hey, we will not speak ill of Mick Foley. That man has paid his dues again and again and again. That's why I spoke highly of him. I don't. I don't even oh. like McFoley. I can't stand McFoley. But goddamn it, but do I respect, respect. McFoley? Yeah, I've read all of his books. Like, I've watched eighty nine percent of his matches and can't stand him. But boy, do I respect McFoley. You'd be hard pressed to find anybody who loves the business more than McFoley. Oh yeah, maybe Flair. Maybe Flair. Cause like <laughs> maybe, but I think he just likes getting. He likes eating old women out on planes. I mean that too. <laughs> Fucking he's failed me in like my celebrity death pool at work for the last like five years. That dude just won't stay down. He's not. No, he's he's got some sort of like weird venereal disease that's going to keep him alive forever. It's like how they sequenced Ozzy Osbourne's DNA to see like, wait a minute, all these drugs you've taken should have destroyed you, but you're still alive. They've like they're going to like take Ric Flair's brain and be like, my God, he was. He was homo superior, not homo sapien. Like, yeah. 
God. Oh, well, so, okay, but also one that has kind of brought up a little bit, and I think this will make a nice transition, is, uh, and, and, and we, we can go from there, um, uh, Finisher. Finisher. Finisher being, Ooh. like, the, like, flashy, unique, distinctive, emblematic way to, yeah, like, uh, uh, move or, or, or dive or whatever that, yeah, right. like, brings a match to a close. So... What are what are some of your all time favorite mm. or notable finishers? Ones that you, yeah, ones that you are over, so to so, so to speak. So uh, you know some of the classic finishers, you got to give them their due because they are what they are, and they're not super flashy. But it's and it's it was a time before everything was flashy, before finishers yeah. were really a thing. So I, I think of Hulk Hogan's leg drop. I think of Macho Man's flying elbow. Things like that. They're not super fantastic now, mm-hmm. but at the time, yeah, hell yeah, it was kind of cool. Like, I want to see somebody jump off the top rope and freaking just elbow drop somebody. Like, that's badass. Oh, um, yeah. Like, if I had to stop and think about some of the more more original and ingenuitive finishers that I like. Um, oh, let's see. The Batista bomb is up there. Mm. Oh. oh, Like, Batista. I will mark out for a Batista bomb. <laughs> <laughs> also, should have mentioned, I love Dave Batista. Holy shit, do oh, I love yeah. Dave Batista. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's it, You guys, I don't know the last time you guys watched any, any women's wrestling, but Charlotte Flair, who is a fantastic freaking wrestler, has uh, a finisher that she does. She does the figure eight leg lock, where it's a figure okay. four, and then she bridges into it, calls it a figure eight, yada, yada, yada. It's a reference to her dad. Yeah. Um, but she does another one that's called natural selection, which is basically like... She she does like a like a handstand and some shit and grabs somebody by the neck and does a stunner on the other side. It is oh, super really? cool looking. Yes. Okay. Um, and so I, I am way into that because one the name Natural Selection is just badass in and of itself. But like it's super cool to watch. Um, I will always mark out for a shooting star press. It's not necessarily a finisher, but damn, is that super cool. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Shooting star is a finisher <laughs> unless you're Brock Lesnar. Then it's a career <laughs> postponer. There, there, there you go. Uh, Sasha Banks does one called the Bank Statement, which is a modified backstabber. Ooh, which is really, really badass because it's a backstabber that she moves into a submission technique, which is really, really fucking cool. Um, oh god, there's one more. Mark, talk about some more because there's there's one more specifically that I know, and I just had it, but I've had way too much rum, so I can't remember it. Um, American Dragon's uh, cattle mutilation was a fantastic oh. submission. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Goldberg. That's like uh, a half Boston crab, right? No, 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 no. So it's, I don't even know what it is. It's like he grabs your arms, pins them behind, underneath his arms. So your arms are behind your back. He's pinned you underneath it, does a front flip. And like, it basically like your arm sticking out behind the back of his neck. You're on the mat. It's a submission pin. And you like have to tap out for that. It was insane. Cattle mutilations are nuts. Um... (laughs) Uh, 619, I can tell you from experience that 619, <laughs> doing a 619 is insanely tough. Like, I could it's never It's so cool looking. Oh, it's great. Yeah, the, like, going, like, yeah, bouncing through the, like, middle. Oh, God, yeah, the second and third ropes. Taking them in the face. That one's fantastic. Um, uh, Goldberg's jackhammer and, and, oh, and God. spear. 
Dude, anything... Okay, so, like, I hate the genetic freaks, but I will watch Bill Goldberg, like, jackhammer fools all fucking day. Because he just does it so clean and so tight. That man could kill a dude and make it look pretty. Um... Uh, sweet Chin Music. The dumbest finisher oh, in the history yes. of anything. Just to kick the super chops. Kick. It's a super kick. It's literally the default move. If you boot up any WWE 2K whatever game, that's your yeah. like. That's your default signature move is a sweet chin music. But holy shit, like, um, Shawn Michaels could hit that anywhere, and he could make it look yeah. good anywhere. I'm reminded of the video when he's talking to Triple H, and they go like, "They say that we're not controversial enough. We're not controversial enough." And Shawn Michaels walks down the hallway, sweet chin musicing people, and he goes up to an intern. Hey man, what's your name? Oh Dave. Hey Dave. Pat. Sweet chin music. Oh <laughs> god damn. Sweet chin music is so good. Like. The super kick is so awesome. It's why the uh, the young bucks who are in AEW they have their super kick party and they do, they do it in sync, like in sync with each other. Yeah, and they are just as good as Michaels, man. But so you get two for one. Um, Eddie Guerrero with the three amigos, and then like tangentially to that, Chris Benoit with a hat trick, three German suplexes versus three uh, vertical suplexes. That's a cool fucking move. I always I you want to talk about marking out any time that Eddie would hit like. The first like vertical suplex, and then he'd pop his hips, and whoever was asking, "Oh God, he popped his hips!" and he like picks you up and does it again, and then again, and you know what it is. We set it up already. Eddie Guerrero will always hit the three amigos, no matter what. But every fucking time Eddie Guerrero hit the three amigos, like man, it felt like the first time, and it was raw magic. I got it. Yeah. I gotta quit talking. I'm get, I got like a boner. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're good. I <laughs> I remember the the one, and then I found one more. Uh, so okay. Sami Zayn's blue thunderbomb, which is technically a finisher, but I don't think he's ever actually successfully pinned somebody with it, and it is a damn crime because it is one of the coolest looking finishers you ever get because he like flips you around and then basically brings you into a power bomb at the end. It's super awesome, but. Uh, there's a wrestler that used to work in WWE and his wife worked there for a very long time. And then he has since moved over to AEW. His name is Miro. This dude is from Bulgaria. I swear to you that Mark, if, if you had about 50 more pounds of muscle on you, this dude would be you. He looks exactly like you. Um, he's got this <laughs> ridiculous back tattoo and everything else, but he, he has his finisher. It's called the accolade. So you get your opponent, you have him face down on the mat, and he th- slings both of your arms over your knees. He grabs your jaw and just yanks up until you submit. Jesus Christ. And it is terrifying because this guy is like almost 300 pounds, and it is just nothing but backstretch. And you can't do anything against an accolade. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, damn. What, what, Josh, what about you, man? Like, what are, your, some, of your, what are your, some of your favorite finishers? I, I, again, I am I am out of my depth here, and I'm just like sit, I'm sitting in my office chair, just like basking in you and Johnny, just like <laughs> oh, what about this and what about this and what about this, and so yeah, screw it. Maybe I'll make some dumb Amazon purchases and buy a bunch of DVDs. As soon as <laughs> I mean, you, you can never go wrong with a with a solid uh, Stone Cold Stunner or a mm, Rock Bottom. True. Like that's those are true. always solid finishers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got well, stiffed taking a stunner once, and ooh. the girl almost took my fucking head off. <laughs> so my throat just kind of bounced off of her shoulder, and like I thought I was legitimately gonna die. I couldn't talk for like five days after that. Oh my god! 
Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, Terrible. I, I know you you have f 5 to be before, Mark, but it was in a swimming pool, so it's cool. Also that. <laughs> F5s are cool. Like, as much as we hate Lesnar, man, F5's a good move. Shooting Star Press. Oh, Johnny, can we talk about fucking slice bread number two? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck. Okay, that. That's my favorite finisher. Um, Paul London, London and Brian Kendrick did a move called the slice bread number two. You grab a dude in the reverse headlock. You run up the you run up the turnbuckles and do a backflip, and then you're if you have your like tag partner there, then they do like a spinning frog splash off the top turnbuckle to pin. Holy shit, that was the coolest move I've ever seen. So so Mark, the new day I, modified that and definitely used a lot of that. It was always yeah. Kofi on the top rope, and he always frog splashed while the other two were holding a guy. Yeah. So, Mark, as you were narrating that, I very quickly went to YouTube and typed in slice bread number two. And the way that the video synced up with your narration was perfect. <laughs> now I have a boner. <laughs> Johnny, oh, are man. you hard yet? <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I've been at half mass for the last two hours, man. We're good. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, how about submission finishers? We haven't, like, cattle Ooh. mutilation, but... Oh... Can can you really get any like more solid than like the figure four leg lock? Becky Lynch does one that she's got called the disarm her, where okay. it's basically just like uh, she sits on your back and does an arm bar, and it's not the flashiest thing in the world, but damn, does it look like it hurts? Uh, Lesnar's Kimura is pretty solid. Remember, remember like when Lesnar started and he was trying to do UFC holds and shit, and that was kind of cool. Yes, I miss those yes. days a little bit, I guess. Well, a lot of people don't don't realize that he was an NCAA act, like winning, like yeah. actual legit wrestler. Legit yeah. wrestler. So was Orton for that re- for that matter. We're not talking about Randy Orton. That's not. We're just not going to talk about <laughs> him. Come on, man. We need to bring up the Viper at least once. Oh God. Oh my God. He kicked him in the head. He kicked a senior citizen in the goddamn head. <laughs> I hated Orton's legend killer shtick, man. It was gross. Like, he's just beating senior citizens to death. Like, <laughs> uh, Camel Clutch was fantastic. Oh, that's, that is a classic. Mexican that's surfboard. Sheik, right? Mexican, yeah, Iron Sheik. Uh, Mexican surfboard, that one where you, like, tie up their legs and then you tie their arms behind them and you put them back and they're doing, like, a backbend. That was really neat. Yeah. That was, like, that's, OG uh, was- Mysterio. Well, and that was a staple of uh, uh, Daniel Daniel Bryan when he was in yes, WWE. Was. Like, if he was going to submit you, that's what he was going to do. Uh, I want to say Eddie pulled um, surfboards too, but not. He kind of figured out that less lasso from El Paso bullshit, and it wasn't that good. It's like you're like, oh, Mark, why am I forgetting the absolute best submission finisher of all time? The sharpshooter. Of course, the sharpshooter. You can't reverse the sharpshooter until you do <laughs> no. reverse the sharpshooter. You can't use the you can't use the kamehameha until you use the kamehameha, and then fucking everybody knows the kamehameha. Hey, talk all the shit you want, man. The sharpshooter is one of the greatest submissions of all time. Talk about the sharpshooter. What's the sharpshooter? Who did the sharpshooter? Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart did the sharpshooter, and it's basically where he sits on your back while you're in a figure four leg lock and just yep. is a total dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, as far as submission finishers go, I think that's probably the most iconic. Sharpshooter? Yeah. I mean, it's in the fucking Malcolm in the Middle credits. Like, yeah, of course it's the most iconic. <laughs> oh, what oh, else? Man. Iron Claw, I guess. We, or like the... Mr. Josh, you, you touched it. What's the Mr. Sacco? Like... So, if I remember correctly, right, like, you either, you, oh, God, it's been so long. Don't, like, you have to, like, stun the guy somehow with, like, a chest slap, right? Yeah. And then you, like, get get Mr. Socko out. <laughs> and don't you, like, grab, grab his grab his chin or his jaw or something like that? Isn't that it? Yeah, you put your hand in his mouth and it's like... The horror of tasting a dirty tube sock versus a guy is ripping you around by the jaw. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I, I kind of it's insult to injury. Yeah, insult. Yes, yes. Well done. (laughs) And then Johnny, uh, pursuant to that, what's a cobra? (laughs) Cobra? Is that a Santino thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the Santino thing? It's a way less cool. It's a way less cool uh, Mr. Sucko, where some dude just grabs a freaking tube sock out of his, his crotch and shoves it on his hand and tries to put it in your mouth. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Santino right. is awful, guys. If, if you haven't figured that out yet, then yeah. <laughs> just yeah. I don't know how to help you. <laughs> so we're here. Uh, what are your dumb finishers? Like, which ones do you hate to see? The STFU? Um, Okay, what's what's you that? You can't see me. <laughs> it's the John Cena finisher. It's it's it, two shoulder bumps. You can't see me, and then uh, a knuckle duster, basically. <laughs> and then he puts you up on his shoulders and he flips you. Like it's not very entertaining, and it's super telegraphable. Like sometimes finishers are fun sometimes because they can be believable. The STFU yeah. has never once been believable. <laughs> I feel like the STFU is a weird, like, the, the end point in evolution from the um, people's elbow. Mm. You have to, like, knock them down. You gotta take off your stupid elbow pad. Then you gotta hit the ropes, bounce off the ropes, and then stop, and then you elbow drop. I, yeah. blame, I blame The Rock. I hate Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I think he fucking sucks. Uh, you can't show me a compelling rock match. They don't exist. He was all hype, and he was, like, related to 90% of the roster, and that's why he got put over. But, yeah. <clears throat> it, it, a lot of The Rock's charisma and everything, it comes from his delivery and his his way of promoing. Like, he wasn't that great of a wrestler. He was a hell of a promo, though. Yeah, sure, but... Yeah. Fuck the no, rock. you're right. It's okay. I'm going to tell you right now that I absolutely despise Triple H, and I think the pedigree is boring as hell. Oh, it's terrible. What the hell's the pedigree? <laughs> well, what is the pedigree? What there's 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 one that I missed in my kind of bad. So the, quick the, the <laughs> Triple H's pedigree, which has since been adopted by Seth Rollins. You you get a guy, you kind of knock him out, you daze him, whatever. You shove his head in your crotch, shove his arms around uh, your arms, and then just bash his face into the ground. <laughs> like, it's really, it's, it's super finisher. lazy. It's not fun to watch. Like, it's supposed to be really intense. And I'm like, I'd rather watch a crossroads than this. And that's boring as hell. <laughs> Oh, dude, uh, Jeff Hardy. Anytime Jeff Hardy did anything, loved it. That dude could hit spots. Still currently working, by the way. So is Matt Hardy. Oh, my God, that impresses me. It's not changed. Like, dude, 
all you're telling me is like all this shit that I used to watch back in like 18 years ago is still the same. And that really bums me out because I hated Matt Hardy in 2004 and I, oh God, I bet I hate him now. So Broken Matt Hardy, his whole shtick where he's basically a mental uh, asylum patient is actually pretty entertaining, but. (laughs) That's not funny. He probably has head trauma. (laughs) <laughs> he probably does. And now he's at AEW and so is Jeff Hardy. And so they can actually like take super hard bumps and cut themselves open, gives themselves the crimson mask, which is basically, uh, listeners, when you cut the top of your head and your entire face is nothing but blood. It, they haven't done that for gigging. quite some time. That's your, yeah. New vocab word, gigging, taking a razor blade and like making mm-hmm. micro slashes in your fa- forehead. Yeah. 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 If you guys want a really good example of that, watch the very first um, – oh, God, what, what's the name of their pay-per-view? Uh, All In, AEW All In from like two or three years ago. Dustin Rhodes, formerly known as Stardust from WWE, oh God, comes so in. Like he that. fights his brother Cody Rhodes and gets a full-on crimson mask in the end of that. And it is brutal and it is awesome and it is going to make you fall in love with wrestling because this is some like 55-year-old dude taking massive bumps and cutting the shit out of his head. Yeah. Fifty-five years old. Why is Goldust still wrestling? Whatever. I Goldust has wrestled in five separate decades. I know. Because he started in eighty-nine. He's, he's the worst, dude. Like, oh my god. This <laughs> stupid like jobber that should have like not ever, 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 ever had a shot, and yet he still don't somehow you even. endures. I will don't even. You I, even. I, I he fucking is the will epitome even. of mid card. He has never wanted more than the mid card, and damn it, has he put so many people over? <laughs> yeah, he's made a career of jobbing. That's all he knows how to do. Hey, it's a career. I still respect him for it. <laughs> I would much rather watch a Gold Dust match than I would a Lesnar match. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> counter, counterpoint. Josh, go. Well, counterpoint, going to be a completely different point. And this is something that we've like sort of hinted at, uh, but but I, I want to bring to our uh, 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 yeah like our full full focus, our full bore here, because yeah we've talked about yeah our Ray Mysterio Juniors, our Eddie Guerreros, uh, and yeah so like also like there are other international uh, takes on professional wrestling, oh yeah, which are amazing. So yes, all the Mexican Latin American. The Luchadores. Luchadores. Oh, God. It's so good. It's so good. Um, it, yeah, the, dude. Luchadores promotions are so good. Yeah. Right. Well, and and the big thing there, and, and we can kind of get into it too. And Mark, you've even uh, mentioned this before. Like, one of the big things is if you are a luchador is you have your mask. And that's very yeah. much like a part of a part of kayfabe, and like, yeah, yeah. being being demasked or, or like having your mask stolen or, or ripped off or something is like huge, huge, huge. Um, mm-hmm. And of, or if you've just seen Nacho Libre, like it's be, it's better than that. It's better than Nacho Libre, but it's still you know <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then also we can maybe maybe dive a little bit um, also into uh, Puro Resu. The Japanese take on professional wrestling. Oh yeah, because they do great stuff there too. Oh yeah, the the three biggest promotions in like or three biggest countries in the world for wrestling promotions are the United States, which has WWE, AEW, Impact, all these other guys. Um, Mexico, which has Triple A, 
which is their really big promotion, and Japan, which has NJPW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and all of them are so freaking good. Japanese, dude, Japanese wrestling is insane. Like, yeah. You talk about dudes that stiff. Japanese wrestling is 80% stiff because it's all about fucking honor and taking on the goddamn chin. And that's cool and all, but like... You tell me that's a smart idea to hit a dude in the head 20 times in a match and then, all right, climb up to the top rope and do a very precision dive onto this other guy's chest. You'll be fine, <laughs> right? Yeah, you'll be cool. Right, so, like, if you, like, can't quite fully mark into, yeah, like, WWE, like, get into Puro Resu and, yeah, yeah. you see guys go Dude, just go watch it. fucking um, Sasuke. Sasuke was amazing. Like... <laughs> The, just this the sport of it that the Japanese people put into it because it's definitely more about the sport than it is about the storytelling. Like yeah. the storytelling aspect is definitely still there, mm-hmm. but it's it's really interesting to see a WWE crowd that never shuts the hell up and is constantly screaming what or is constantly chanting and all all that. And then you watch something like Wrestle Kingdom, which happens every January in NJPW over in Japan, and like. Everybody is there is they're watching, they're enjoying, they're clapping, but they're not chanting like assholes because they're enjoying the sport of everything. We should take a moment and talk about the extreme stupidity, not stupidity, um, the extreme <laughs> horn up for mayhem that is Japanese wrestling, like Absolutely. the oh. fucking piranha death matches and the C4. <laughs> Dude, I know that all three of us have watched the same weird bootleg tape with Matt Adams of the Terry yes. Funk C4 death match. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, god damn, did the Japanese put their ankles in it. Hey, hey, real fun side story for just two seconds. Um, one of the, the guys, one of the doctors that is on this side of the mountain where I'm at is Terry Funk's brother. Can I tell you something really fucking weird? <laughs> yeah. I used to wrestle in the ring that Terry Funk, like, used to practice in. <laughs> That's badass. I love Terry Funk. I do, too. He's so cool. Josh, what's your Terry Funk fact? I uh, I could probably uh, oh god I I don't know I don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely the I'm I'm the green wizard here because I just uh, I just don't know I just don't know anything you two are it's carrying okay. me you're carrying jobbing me like for crazy. me and Johnny it's okay I guess I, I it's, am it's, I am it's I'm okay. Jobbing. <laughs> Josh, do yourself a favor. Go on Netflix tonight while you're uh, while you're fairly inebriated, and go watch yep. Dark Side of the Ring. It's gonna change okay. your life. I'm 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 writing that down. I'm writing that note. But, okay, but also, but as, so as I'm taking that note, Mark mentioned Piranha matches, uh, and yeah, there are things also like, uh, oh, here's a cage match, uh, or here's a bar- <laughs> Texas death match. Yeah, or, or or the bar like what are what are some of the like ridiculous and or awesome variations on you're you're like more standard kind of. Let me of, be a pig Mark. and come out and say that I one thousand percent miss brawn panty matches. I'm I just mean, if Stacy Keebler is in it, then yes, I'm I'm also there with you. The dumbest one I ever saw was um. So you guys know the great Kali listeners. If you've yep. watched the longest yard. <laughs> You know the Great Kali. If you've watched anything with the gigantic Indian dude, you know the Great Kali. And so they were hyping this big uh, Punjab prison match with the Great Kali, and I don't even remember <laughs> who it was. And then, like, the night of the pay-per-view, the Great Kali came down with, like, liver enzyme disruption or some shit and almost died. So he, so his opponent 
was some weird jobber who had to fight his real opponent. And it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen because all it was was bamboo stakes like surrounding the ring like it was some big fucking deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can I say, can I just like take a tangent here and say that I, Johnny, you and I on um, Dangle Podcast, we talk a ton about like the Dalepedia of stuff. And it's like yes. the approximate knowledge of Dale Gribble. Dale Gribble, like, average Joe American. And that's what I think a lot of WWE is sometimes. Like, I watched a match between Kamala and George the Animal Steel, and it was the most offensive fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and goddammit, do I just love the, like, it's not racism. But do you remember, do you, Johnny, I know that you remember the Mexicools. Say that one more time. The Mexicools? The three-man tag team, super crazy Hoovitude, and the other guy whose name I always space on. But, like, they would ride out on fucking John Deere lawnmowers that had spinners and were pimped out with the Mexican flag flying behind them. And (laughs) this is, like, 2004, and they steered into this skid of horrendous racism. And God help me, I love it so much because it's just such this, like, the Iron Sheik, this dude who I assume is from California, and, like... He was touted out to be, like, the Shah of Iran. And it's yeah. cause, just because he was kind of brown and had a mustache? Yeah. Fucking it. Dude, Eddie Guerrero's whole Latino sh- heat shtick was we lie, we cheat, we steal. Eddie Guerrero was, like, pushing Donald Trump's platform in 2015, <laughs> fucking way back when. And he didn't know what thunder he had called down, but, like, I love every second of it because it's gross and it's depressing and it's terrible and racism is never funny, kids. But when it's professional wrestling, it's the fucking tits, man. Like, well, it it does. Pro wrestling, it's it's, it's a modern day minstrel show is what it is because you couldn't get away with it anywhere else. Remember R-Truth? Like, holy shit, (laughs) R-Truth was a literal myth. R-Truth used to, like, shuck and jive on stage. It's like, you can't like this shit, but goddammit, like... Fuck, I don't, like... He was over. Ben (laughs) Butler loved fucking R-Truth. That's all I'm saying about that fact, like... (laughs) (laughs) But it is, it's, it's, it's indulging... All of it, the the sex, the violence, the ethnic stereotypes, it, it, it's indulging it's that. so primal. Right, yeah, exactly, that base Fucking Yokozuna. Here's a Fucking fat Japanese Yokozuna. dude. What does he do? Oh, he's the greatest sumo wrestler in Japan. You're not going to check it. It's 1993. Go fuck yourself. You don't know what okay. wrestling is, white American. Like, So I want you to tell me what the point is of Rikishi sitting on everybody then. I don't know. Don't make me justify the stink face. Don't make me justify this shit, Johnny. Because I don't know. I just, it's the Dalepedia of humanity. Like, we just tap into this, like, horrible part of ourselves. And it's like, yeah, kill that fucking Iranian son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> well, but you know what I mean? Something it doesn't that, matter. Like, like, and it's just this thing that transcends. Okay, okay, the best thing I can have for it is I used to really, really get horned up for that uh, Christmas, the, the USO show for the troops and shit. Mm. And I remember okay. in, like, 6 or 7, they were doing a show in um, Baghdad. And, like, you would cut to the crowd all the time, and there's all these fucking Iraqi civilians. These people who are being oh occupied God. by a foreign power. And, like, 
They're just here, and they're watching the same shit that they're foreign invaders. I'm sorry, guys. We were the bad guys in yeah. the Iraqi invasion. And, like, <laughs> they were there, and they were fucking loving it just as much as we were. And, like, that, dude. Like, wrestling yeah. is this universal thing. And it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. And, like, the 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 the, the national, like, uh, what do you call that? The, like, not caricature. I guess it's caricature. The mm-hmm. national caricature is drawn it. Johnny and Josh, probably you remember, too. Remember when Booker T was King Booker because he won the King of the Ring? And then they did this bullshit to backdoor him into being somehow English nobility? And the best <laughs> thing they could come up with is, because my <laughs> family was from Virginia like <laughs> and somehow somehow from that Booker T's forebearers were slaves that got fucked by English royalty in England and somehow Booker T trickled down and there he was the distilled essence of English royalty he was King Booker and he had his little pinky finger out and it was it was terrible and it was <laughs> offensive and it was wrong and everybody who watched it loved it and you can't it's just, you, you can't, because you know it's not real. You don't believe that every Mexican dude rides a John Deere and just as frog splashes and wears a luchador mask, but you fucking love the Mexicools. The FBI, the full-blooded Italians, was one of the most racist stables I've ever seen in the history of anything. And they did it. Like, Andre the Giant from France, and you're playing the fucking La Marseille, and fucking, like, the Iron Sheik, and insert, like, Iranian music, and fucking insert any black character, and hey, what are you, Kofi Kingston? Oh, you're from Boston? Now, fuck that, homie. You're from fucking, like, Haiti, and it doesn't matter. You're from Jamaica, buddy. I hope you like Jamaican colors, because that's all you're going to support for the next 20 years. But it's so beautiful, and it's just like this weird, like, it's a small world after all for adults, <laughs> where we all come together and watch each other beat the fuck out of each other for the sake of entertainment. And are you not entertained? Oh, fuck. I gotta stop, dude. I'm fucking like, my boner broke through my computer, and like, okay, tag out. Someone tag me in. Oh, yeah, tag in. Well, but I think a lot of that, too, also stems from. Yeah, like even like the like earlier earlier stuff, like yeah, the shows back in like the fifties and sixties where it was it was like carnival. It was it was a carnival, um, and yeah. like that's where a lot of the vocab comes from. Like like the term mark is is the same is the same thing, and you just like treat it like a traveling show, and definitely like pre internet, um, and, and 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 yeah, like the once in a lifetime. Yeah, imagine you're just some like Nebraskan like corn farmer's son. And, oh, let's go to the city, son. I don't know why I'm giving him this voice, but let's go see a big wrestling show. And that's it. And, like, that was, oh, God, the, like, it's a small, small world is, like, really sticking with me right now. But, like, you have, like, the Wyatts or the Bushwhackers. Like, you have these dudes from Australia who were the sheep herders and, like, they're scary. But now they're funny. Ha, ha, ha. But, I, you know, dude, okay, okay. I bet you our first introduction to multiculturalism was either Captain Planet or (laughs) WWF. (laughs) Like the three I of mean, us right here in this tower right now together. It was fucking <laughs> WWF or Captain Planet. And 20 bucks says you gravitated closer to, to fucking WWF because everybody knows that Captain Planet's for a bunch of fucking nerds because it's just propaganda. <laughs> also, also weirdly owned by fucking Ted Turner. But yeah, yes, like. 
Also, Johnny, Captain Planet. Ooh. Thank you. Thank I you heard you. That. I fucking heard you. I heard you. <laughs> it's yeah. Wrestling is it, such. A, it's such a. Weird, it's why you can buy point. that. Like the the Wyatt family is from the swamps of insert fucking back fuck country county south in America. Like, mm. and you just what? take it, and it's like, oh. I bet they wear like weird sheet masks. And oh, I remember <laughs> Sister Sister Mavilda or whatever the fuck her name was when they Abigail. first appeared. Abigail, thank you. Like, and you just buy into it. But you buy into it for everybody. And it's not just Wait, like, oh hey, we lie, we cheat, we steal. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah. Did you just call her Sister Mavilda as in like the bitch from the Christmas tree? Mrs. Hopewell. I don't know why I'm wow. this way. I'm just this way. We're, anyway, okay. Also, yeah. also, we're forming our own stable around the Christmas tree. <laughs> That's us. We we all grew up in that orphanage, and we hate and we hate trees. We're all going to be heels, and just <laughs> yes. What about our signature move? Is the drill, baby, drill? Me and Johnny get a dude. Like in like a weird like crucifix position, one under every one under both arms, and you're on the top rope, and you like drop kick him in the chest. Yeah, the Christmas tree. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's brutal. No, no, no. Our finisher is the gambling with the orphans' money. <laughs> I can't even. Oh. I can't even. Johnny, have you watched the Christmas tree? Uh, no, but I'm pretty sure you've told me about it. Oh, God. Yeah, it was part of our, like, um, some dumb challenge you, Josh and I did that yeah, I don't remember why we did it. It was like we tried to watch the worst holiday specials we could. And Josh oh, came I up remember with this watching weird, that. like, yep. yeah, yeah, he came up with a weird um, Brazilian movie about a fucking pine yeah. tree. Like, yeah. Luso American. <laughs> Flam- Flamarian Fontango or some shit. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Who in and of himself had a racist South American name. I just love it. I love every aspect of it. I like, I love like, it's violent, it's dirty, it's gross, but like, it's sexist as shit. Like, remember how the Divas Championship wasn't like, or Women's Championship, like, remember how we didn't think that like, women were people until like 2015, I want to (laughs) say? And like... No, you're um, right. Like, the John, you showed was a me. Joke. You mm-hmm. showed me. I forget the match you showed me, but Oscar was in it, and it was. I forget who she was fighting, but it was like a 30 minute long match, and they just did work. They just fucking put their ankles in it for 30 minutes, yeah. and it was amazing. And that match, that that was like the best part of that whole pay per view. Like, I remember showing oh. you the very first Women's Royal Rumble, and your mind was blown because you're like holy shit, this is actually entertaining. I know half these people, and the ones that I don't are doing work. Hmm. Yeah, it was... and But, you know, like, it's this weird, like, pulse. It's like this weird finger on the pulse of where we are as a nation. Like, you look at who the bad guys are. Like, the Iron Sheik was our enemy. It's like, oh, fuck you. Oh, fuck you, you're afraid of Iranians. Like, but no one's gonna say anything about it. And you can adopt that shit. Um, Muhammad Hassan, I remember, was a big deal in, like, 2003. And he was this shitty brown dude who was, like, from Arabia or something. And he probably wasn't. But, like, we were at war with Iraq actively. So, you know what? You fucking tout this dude out. And, like, it's so great. It's just this weird, like, 
mirror to the face of society. Somebody else talk. I'm sorry. I have derailed. I'm insane right now. <laughs> no. I'm John all, Cena good, just man. like hitting fucking like spine busters and waving my hand in my face. You can't see me. You can't podcast with me because I hogged this mic. I'm going to divert for a second because both I, – I think it was either you or it was Josh that had mentioned that uh, we wanted to talk about when we'd ever seen a live wrestling show. Yes. And I've only yes. ever seen one. Yeah. But it was like insanely informative for me and it only strengthened my love for this. And it was just fantastic. So back in 2016, I got a job working for DirecTV and – I had to go and do like six weeks worth of training in Denver and it was this whole big thing. And it just so happened that like the fifth week I was in Denver, WWE was going at the Pepsi Center. And I was like, oh, this is badass. I could totally go and see a show. Like I'm into this. It'll be fantastic. Yada, yada, yada. So I show up and I went and I watched this, the SmackDown taping for that October and all that sort of stuff. The night before they brought Goldberg back for the first time in 10 years. So people were freaking the hell out. It was awesome. Um, but... After watching this live show, I I came to two decisions. I went, in my mind, I said, I'm never going to love anybody quite so much as I love uh, th- this character that I was watching. Um, in WWE, his name, oh, he's part of the Shield. Shit, what's his name? Roman in Reigns. WWE. It's not Roman Reigns. It's not Seth Rollins. It's the third one. The bald guy? Uh, so in, in AEW, his name is John Moxley. Okay. Um, oh my God, I can't remember his name. Anyway, so he was, he was there and he's, he's doing commentary and everything else because AJ Styles was fighting basically his jobber proxy because he's like, I don't want to fight you tonight. So you're going to get to fight, uh, Ellsworth, my proxy, the, the, my little crony that I just doesn't do anything for me whatsoever. And this is going to be a championship match. And I swear for 25 straight minutes, we got a legitimate match and the guy actually wasn't a jobber. He actually wrestled because most jobbers actually know how to wrestle. They just lose on purpose. Right. Right. right yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have never been so excited to see this random ass. Nobody that has literally no chin. His name of his signature move was sweet. No chin music because the yeah. dude didn't have a chin. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, But at one point, the entire arena completely just popped and freaked out because he got he hit his no chin music on AJ Styles and almost pinned him for the championship. And I I just like it was one of the best moments of my entire life. Like I've never felt so electrified to watch this stuff. It's listeners, if you get a chance, please go see a live wrestling show somewhere. It doesn't have to be fantastic. It doesn't have to cost you nine hundred dollars to go and sit front front and center like just go watch a wrestling show you're going to understand what i'm talking about go catch a house show they try harder like on house shows yeah yeah josh have you so, seen the live uh, show ever no i have not i never have. can i share my live show store really quick uh, please yeah please yeah um um aew came to uh the el paso county fair and like 15 people showed up to watch it and i met zach gowan and I scared a luchador off and Zach Gowan pulled me into the ring and that's what cemented <gasps> me to be a wrestler. No way. Wow. No way. It was insane. Oh yeah, dude. Like, um, Zach Gowan fought this like luchador father and son team and like he beat the shit out of him. And I was like, I, to, to use the term I was marking out and yeah. the, the young luchador son got in my face and I gave him the, uh, Eddie Guerrero chest slaps and like popped my chest and did the like shoulder wiggle. 
And he took <laughs> off running. And Zach Gowan, like, points me. He's like, you, you get in here. And after he had won, he, like, points me. He's like, you get in here. And so, like, I got up into the ring. And, like, I stood on the top turnbuckle. And me and Zach Gowan are, like, fucking bro-hugging and shit in the ring. And so it blew badass. my head apart. It was, it was the greatest so moment badass. of my entire life. And that was what made me want to be a wrestler. Like this, yeah. Like that's what made me want to do this shit. Like when I grew up, and here we are, and I'm grown up, and I'm not a wrestler, but I will never forget that moment. Like it was insane. It was the best oh, moment of my fucking yeah. life. Yeah. That's oh god. That's incredible. Holy shit. Well, well, but also I do want to give you your due credit. What, what what was your what was your wrestling career? What was your name? What were some of your moves? What was your style? And then maybe Johnny and I can can kind of follow up with that and be like, what would our what would our careers might could they have looked like in this wrestling paradigm? Um, so I had two characters. There was the one Buffalo Jones, which is where I get my nickname Buffalo from, and he was like a homespun salt of the earth type dude. His so my finisher for that was uh, we called it the Buffalo Thump, and it was your opponent lays face up on their back in the middle of the ring. I would run over them, do a front handspring into the into the ropes, and then do a backflip, and then do a press into them. Mm. And then my other one okay. was a dude named Baracho Kage, or the Drunk Shadow, and I it was a luch, it was a mask it was a luchador character. I wore a mask with one eye. You guys have both seen this fucking mask. Yes, it's in my yes, it's in my house. Yes. <laughs> um, and he was a really really bad wrestler until his manager gave him his warm up juice, which would have been like it was the reference to you know liquor. And I would slam that, and then I would drunken box people, and like. One thing I can appreciate about myself is I am fantastic at bullshitting and like I just watch hours of Jackie Chan movies so I can like get the like drunken boxing stature and stuff <laughs> and the stances and like my finisher there was just like a series of really shitty it was like the three amigos but for like really shitty like northern light suplexes so you grab like, you hook the like the leg underneath and then you do it but I was big enough back then that I could do that anyway and still throw the guy around and it was great. And, um, it never, it never went anywhere. The guy that set up the Federation, he now has like super degenerative, super. De oh my God. I'm fucking housed on course. <laughs> He's got super degenerative, uh, disc, disc, um, uh, uh, discs in his back. Yeah, so he doesn't yeah. do it anymore. Um, I graduated college and stopped doing it cause I was trying to find a fucking job. My favorite move to do ever is just snap suplexes because they're so fun to do when you hit them and you both do them right and they're great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Okay. What about you, Johnny? What, what, what's your, what are some of your characters that you, you could bring, bring there? So I, I've thought about this uh, more than once, oddly enough. You know, I think every, anybody that watches professional wrestling yeah, uh, quite as much as I do, you know, everybody's got the idea of what they would do if they were a professional wrestler. And I'm also a huge fan of Marvel Comics. And there's a Marvel Comics bad guy that I've always thought would be really interesting to incorporate into a professional wrestling setting. And it's this guy called the Taskmaster. A lot of people know him from the Black Widow movie. He's mm. been in a lot of comic books. He's been around for a while. The Taskmaster's whole thing is basically, I'm going to copy and emulate everything that you do. Like, I, I can watch what you're doing, I can see how you perform, and I'm going to be the guy that 
th- that like can, can mimic all of your moves and do all this sort of stuff. And I always thought the idea of somebody in professional wrestling that walks out is basically in you know a white t-shirt and some jeans or just some like regular black trunks, doesn't have anything really going for him, and is wearing just a solid black mask where nobody can see his face. And the entire time he's wrestling somebody, he's wrestling that opponent with their style. So if I'm fighting John Cena, then I'm going to give him an STFU and I'm going to do a bunch of shoulder bumps to him and I'm going to do all this and that. And then at the very end, like I'm going to use his finisher and that's how I'm going to finish it. Mm. So I always thought it would be really interesting to kind of adapt because almost every wrestler, like they're all super nerds for each other. They all right, know yeah. what their finishers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they, they all know exactly what the, what moves their opponent has in their arsenal. And I always thought it would be really interesting to basically just walk around and be this undefeated taskmaster type that is just like emulating everybody else's moves and, and using that, that insult almost. Like, I'm going to beat you and I'm going to do it with your own damn finisher. And it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I always thought that would be super cool. Like that would be my character. That would be super yeah. interesting. That'd be that'd be pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and and at least for me, because I I recall this as well that that faded spring semester 2015 when Mark was student teaching with me, and yeah, you were still wrestling, and and you would tell me like, Josh, man, come on, like we got another show in two weeks. We can, we can get you going. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> there was uh, a minute there when I know I fucking sold you on being El Calerho. Like, yeah, no, no, you did. You did <laughs> like once or twice. And I feel like you went and talked to your Mrs. Wizard and came back like, Hey Mark, we just, hey, so we just, yeah, I, I just not, can't like, it's, it's not, not, gonna not <laughs> it's not going to fly. Mom said no. Was My like mom said long no. Short of it. <laughs> I was cooler heads prevailed. I was, I was too rough with my little foot stuffed animal, and so now I got to sit on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so so yeah, so I also thought like again, like do I do I lean into the fact that I'm almost six and a half feet tall, but still like just thin as a rail? So I was thinking like, yeah, what could I do with, with that? And like, given my track background. Um, yeah, like, do I do I just kind of build myself as like something like, yeah, just like tall and skinny and limber, um, like not a lot of power. Like I'm definitely like kind of a kind of a zone like range. I would imagine like a bunch of yeah, like like almost like kickboxing, just like a bunch of like high kicks, um, that that sort of thing. And I think I would want to call myself the stork. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because yeah, it's just this big awkward like goofy looking bird that yeah just kind of like f- flops around everywhere um and then yeah as far as like a finisher i think i and, and i'm trying to like still work out like the physics of what this would look like because yeah like i ran the hurdles right and so mm-hmm. i'm thinking about something like okay could i like yeah could, could i like drop them somehow they're in the middle of the uh of the mat there um uh, go off the ropes, like hurdle them, like not just like jump over them, but like do like a proper like hurdle, or, or and then finish like that, or like do with something where they end up in the middle, um, go off the ropes, and then with my hurdle trail leg, just give them like a solid like knee to the chest, and that drops them. I think that could yeah. be kind of cool. I think that'd be kind of cool too. And then yeah, go in for the, for the pin afterwards. So it, it would be it would be something like that. Like I would like my actual like grappling would be terrible if 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 my opponent could close the distance and like get in on me. Yeah, like I'm screwed. 
So I just got to like kind of keep them out at bay with all these like long attacks. And then, yeah, just or and, and or just run around, just run, run, run and then like be a chicken. <laughs> See, I would watch the shit out of you doing like luchador technical style. But like you are three and a half feet taller than every other fucking luchador yeah. out there. <laughs> that would be so cool. See, like you guys just like trying to lock up and you're just like towering over these idiots like <laughs> see i want to i want to see him do uh, aikido style where basically everything is flowing water like mm-hmm. anybody that tries to swing at him just keeps get pushed back into the ropes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that could work that could work so so yeah i i also again i've also thought long and hard about what would my wrestling persona be <laughs> and what would my finisher be and all that because that because that's it that, that, that's just it that's just it it's definitely like yeah a I think it, I think it is like a millennial and even yeah I mean I don't know Gen X is like kind of too cool for everything but yeah like if you were a young boy growing up in the late 80s 90s you were there you were there you were in the wrestling scene even if briefly and intermittently kind of like checking in and out as as we all three did um god damn can we make this like a four-hour episode? I want to keep talking about this. <laughs> we can do it. We can make this. A, look, if you guys can talk for two more hours, we can make this a fucking two-parter. I'm into it. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> but but uh, but but all, but also, yeah. Oh God, because it's just so. Because yeah, like we we sort of touched touched about like the divas, the the ladies of wrestling. Oh, oh yeah, right there. Revolution. Okay, so we're gonna close oh, out here. All right, boys, we are at. We are at the we are at the point here where the match could go on or we could tap out and I don't know about mm. you but god damn it the the power of Coors Light and our fans here <laughs> in front of the, all the eyes of the world the the grandest stage of the world here at podcast of two wizards mania we're not stopping we're my not god stopping. they're continuing my <laughs> god he he won't tap out just give it up just let it go oh my god the savagery so we are going to make this a two-parter. We're going to call it on the fly here. You and I, all three of us have taken our rest holds. We're going to stop this one here, guys. We are going to stop here. We are going to say, if you like this podcast, listeners, if you like us, tell us what you like about wrestling. Tell us what your favorite moment was. Tell us what your high spots are. Tell us what your low spots were. Tell us who your favorite was. Am I being too mean to Brock Lesnar? Is Johnny's love of Becky Lynch unfounded? Does Josh have the right idea of it about not entirely knowing what's going on, but he's got a pretty solid reckoning? Are we being too mean to Santino? (laughs) <laughs> the answer is no but are we being too mean to santino you santino call know. me out bro yeah <laughs> santino call any one of us out i buffalo jones slash baracho kage am willing to call you out give me a false count anywhere match i'm down to do hardcore with you big guy i can take bumps on concrete i know how to tuck my fucking chin if you want to <laughs> get a hold of us josh how would these people reach us well, uh, fortunately, they have a couple of different ways. They can send an email to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. We got our Instagram thing still. Yeah. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. We're still plugging along two triumphantly. Wizards, two Shout wizards out to you, Lumberwoods. Insta. You like all of our shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and, and I'm also on Twitter. You can find me at plaidbarbarian. I am also at Twitter. You can find me at Marky Stardust. And Johnny, where can these good, beautiful fans find you, sir? 
Uh, so most of the time, you guys can find me at Dango Podcast. Uh, that is at the at symbol, Dango Podcast at Twitter, at gmail.com, or on Instagram. They're also welcome to find me on my own personal Twitter, which is KrautBallStream. Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in the singular little guy that hangs off of Macho Man Randy Savage's arms. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Uh, and so and so yes, I, I think there is absolutely much business uh, that is yet to be settled. Uh, this is where, yeah, in the like televised events, like all three of us are kind of like like vaguely holding our backs and kind of rolling around on the mat. and the ladder is just the ladder's still there. Nothing's moving. the ladder's there. The briefcase full of a hundred thousand dollars or whatever is there. Uh, but we're gonna take a quick commercial break. And then as soon as you come back, when you check in with us again, we'll be, yeah, doing some shenanigans. Yes, we will <laughs> be doing some more wrestling shenanigans. I hope you guys enjoyed this epic two-parter episode of Professional Wrestling Loose Robes. And maybe Josh and I should promise not to do any loose robes for the month of May. But here we are, <laughs> me standing before you sans loose robe and just in a tiny red pair of trunks. My name is Mark and I am a wizard. And I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard. And my name is Johnny, and I'm a warlock. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening. We love everyone. Good night, guys. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all!